0: Hi, this is Eric Taylor, co-creator of the Pantheon Project, and you're listening to Top Five Comics
1: Podcasts.
2: Welcome to Top Five Comics: People talking about comics, pop culture, and events. Today, coming from the Black Hole Mountains, we have Mike. I,
3: thought I heard Ross say, "Don't think I won't cut you, man." Am I wrong? <laughs> he may have. Coming from the mean streets, we have Ross. I
4: don't like to talk
2: about it, Mike. Okay. Coming from your mother's closet, we have Curtis.
1: (laughs) I don't know how to respond to that.
2: Coming from a small spaceship that was found in the old bedrock past, we have Craig.
5: Hello, (laughs) dum-dums.
2: Trying to keep everything together, we have CBS.
6: Craig, why? Why, Craig, why? Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, today we're going to go over Star-Lord, a Legendary Star-Lord, number one. Don't bring the adjective, dude. I'm trying not to. Rocket Raccoon, number one. Enormous, number one. Superman, number 32. And Scooby-Doo Wonder Woman, or Scooby-Doo Team-Up? Scooby-Doo Team-Up. Scooby-Doo Team-Up, number four. Five. Good job. Scooby-Doo team number five. Five's a Five. <laughs> Five's alive. Number five is alive. <laughs> Johnny five? Johnny, yes. No
3: disassembly. <laughs> you,
6: you stop. <laughs> you, you stop in the back. Let's go let's do over some news with the Ross and the dog pile.
4: <laughs> the only news I really know of that from this week was we saw the crazy picture of Superman. And the new Man of Seal movie.
6: You mean the one where it looks like it's raining? Yeah,
4: (laughs) gloomy, and people are all up in arms about it.
1: Yeah, why is it so gloomy?
3: Oh,
4: why is it so dark? Boo hoo! Yeah, I did also hear that Batman in that movie is supposed to be older Batman. Yeah, like the Dark Knight Returns Batman.
1: Yeah, which is kind of crazy. That'll be good. Maybe they'll bring along Grayson.
4: Maybe I doubt it.
6: No, no, I don't. The costume looks cool, I mean, it does have that Dark Knight Frank Miller look to it. But. Yeah,
4: I knew they were making the costume look like that, but I didn't know they were planning on actually making Batman be like the older Batman, do you know? Well,
1: huh. what's his name? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, he's not that old, so.
6: Yeah, huh. when you say older, you mean older than Superman?
5: Hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah. <clears throat> Hollywood old.
6: Yeah,
1: not Schwarzenegger old.
5: Uh, <laughs> I
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a great monkey movie, isn't it?
5: <laughs> Come see my new hit movie, Jingle Out The Way.
6: He's right. It was a hit movie. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tumor. I supposed to get to the chopper, I thought.
5: Hmm, we'll get to the chopper after I tell you
1: it's not a tumor. I'm here, <laughs> kill me now.
6: <laughs> awesome. Uh, that's only other news? What about uh, the, the finches taking over Wonder Woman? Right? Oh, yeah.
1: So Meredith's gonna be writing it
6: and Dave's gonna be drawing it. It should be cool. I mean, I guess we'll see how long can keep up. It'd be interesting. I don't know. Have we read anything that she's written before?
1: Uh, she did something for Xenoscope, like one book or something.
6: Huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember seeing her anywhere. But oh, well, we met her in San Diego. No, you she's not, yeah, blonde lady, nice lady. No, you yeah, was with Dave. Well, he's signing stuff. Oh. He, he was signing those prints <laughs> for uh, Rob. I don't. Don't recall. shake your head at me. I don't recall. You, you were standing right there with me. I remember Bald Finch. That's what I remember. Yeah, okay.
3: He's very... All right. All right. Do you think that's uh, that's kind of a bold move, isn't it? Which one? They're taking a chance. I don't think so. No?
6: Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to see like what the difference is from the team we've had up to this point switching out. But they we're also getting changes on like uh, Green Arrow. Cause they were... Do we even know who's taking over Green Arrow yet?
1: I don't recall. I, I know is so. leaving.
6: Right. So Lamar and uh, who's the... Sorrentino. Sorrentino. They're both leaving. So, and I, guess, I guess we'll see where it winds up going, too. I mean, ever since 17, forward's been awesome. Not that the beginning was terrible, it's just it wasn't, it wasn't as good.
4: As good. The, That's something different. My bad. I just remembered. The person taking over Green Arrow is the two producers of the show.
6: Oh, and yeah, I remember yeah, you, you were talking about that.
1: Isn't
4: Guggenheim
6: one of them? Is that him? Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yeah. Mark hmm. Guggenheim? Huh. The
4: Arrow? TV hmm. show, yeah.
1: Guggenheim.
6: But he's
4: also uh a Death Stroke, another a new Death Stroke series coming out.
6: Comic Book or TV
4: show? Comic Book. He's
6: gonna write When did you hear about this? I what was I? I don't remember
1: and I don't know. Man. <laughs> well,
3: those are kind of Important details, Ross. I understand you have a busy schedule and all but
1: <laughs> I gotta take I gotta make time. Yeah. No. There's no refunds on
6: death. <laughs> 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 right about that. Right about that. So that's all we have in the, in the news for the comic book world?
4: Yeah. Let me let me see who's uh, writing the stroke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Glad somebody was on point. <laughs> they got a new Sabrina...
6: Oh, All about, right, about the <laughs> Oh man, Sabrina, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Uh, Sabrina, Sabrina, <laughs> <laughs> sobriety. No, oh, that's what you get. That's, that's how the Bloodhound Gang said.
3: <clears throat> about,
6: yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It's supposed to connect to the uh, death of the uh, Afterlife with Archie.
4: That'd yep. be cool.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, Kreisberg. Kreisberg, what? Sokolok- Sokolowski. Take over Green Arrow in October. Sokolowski? Sokolowski and Kreisberg.
6: Huh. Okay. And I'm Deathstroke. Dropped.
1: Daniel Cimbre.
6: Hmm? All
1: It
5: sounds like they should be making blue meth out of a RV somewhere.
1: Blue meth. He's Kreisberg. <laughs> what about Deathstroke? Did you figure that one out? It's still loading. <laughs> Still loading. That's, That's a an weird interesting name. name. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Still load. <laughs> Still load. <laughs> I wonder if he has it <laughs> crawling, <a problem, laughs> man. <laughs> you <can> only understand <laughs> half the time, and the words written <laughs> <laughs> that way, too?
4: <laughs> Just scribbles. I, don't <laughs> break scribbles. I
6: am the law. <laughs> <laughs> Are you crying? <laughs> Are you
4: crying? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's
6: crying. something in
4: my eye. <laughs> uh, they're being made by writer-slash-artist Tony S. Daniel.
6: Tony S. Seriously? Daniels. That's awesome.
4: Tony Salvador Daniel? Yep.
6: That's awesome. Who's wow. going
3: to
1: take under over Superman Wonder Woman? Yeah. Good answer. Back Good
3: answer. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I had no idea, man. That's... Never
5: lay an ace when a
3: two will do. <laughs> you can't and name it both? will end it.
1: Sometimes nothing's a real cool hand.
3: He can't do both.
1: He can't keep. He says, like, he said that, like, eight books is a good output for him in a year. Eight books. Now, if we get one every month, every other month, so they got a one woman Superman, they got a death stroke, they got a one <laughs> Superman.
6: Well, well, maybe they're going to give him some time to build on the death So maybe we
1: got to find out who's taking over
4: Superman Wonder Woman. Right. I didn't read anything
1: about it. Everybody's
6: looking at you, Ross. I was looking at you. Well, you shouldn't be looking over here. There you go. <laughs> well, Ross
3: has his finger on the pulse of the comic book world. Yep.
6: It's, Ross has got
1: his finger on the flatline pulse of other things. Well,
3: that's their fault, That's right. <laughs> I see the assassins have failed. Yep.
1: I never fail.
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's
6: never retreated as the... Answer.
1: Never surrender. There you go. That's the one. <laughs>
6: I'm a very model... Uh, <clears throat>
1: well, let's
6: not go there. On belay. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> belay on. Belay on. <laughs> Down the mountain. Uh, we did get, a, get an email. We had a question this week. Do we? We got the, yeah. <clears throat> Once again, a return from the
1: Tan Lantern. Oh, yeah? Um, Can I cuss? No. I'm back, biz niches Awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. looking forward to whatever madness you post from the DenverCon. Awesome. I came by and said hi, made a purchase from one of you guys. Very cool. Okay, onto the two questions that I have for you this time. Number one, if you had to cut your read list down to two books total, what would they be and why? Do you want to go to number two or just discuss this one first?
6: Let's see the first one first. Okay, so go, Steve. Man, if I had to cut it down to two books. Man, at this point, I guess I'd keep Batman. No. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's Batman. Out of left field. Right. Woo. <laughs> it's clear, crossed, open. There's, I'm sure there was a war that went with that. I Man, I don't know about the second one. Like, I There's a bunch of new stuff that came out this last week. It was really good, too. But I, I guess Revival would probably be my other one. Like, I like that book a lot, too. So, if I was only going to read two, it would be it'd be Batman Revival. Just because Batman is so strong as a, as a book in general. And it, I don't know, it's Batman. So, I don't know, as far as all the other superheroes are concerned, he just rules. And Revival, like, every single issue is like, what the hell? Every single issue. Every end. It, 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 what the F is going on? What does the F stand for? You know what the F stands it's for. Frankenstein? Yes. What the f- Frankenstein
1: is going on. You watch your Mr. mouth, Falcon. Mis- Mr. Falcon. Oh, sorry. That doesn't start with an F. That's an M.
6: Well, only if you can include mm-hmm. the
1: mister. <laughs> 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 Is it at the end? Whatever. Formal. Falcon, comma, mister.
6: Yeah. Mr. Falcon. In that it doesn't necessarily work that way.
1: You're good. Proceed.
6: Good help, sir.
1: I already, I'm already there. All right. Uh, Mike,
6: what do you got? Well, cheese balls. <laughs> <laughs> do I like <laughs> to eat? That was my
4: answer.
3: Uh, of Batman, of course. Consistent. Right. <laughs> Always good. Because like you say it is Batman, and well, you have to agree with another person in the room because I don't want to make him mad. <laughs> 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 I'll stay on his good side and say Batman and Robin. Oh, mm. Good stuff coming up.
6: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it makes it hard with them both of them being as good as they are.
3: Ross?
4: Mine. Took some people by surprise, but. No, it didn't. I would say Batman and Robin and Justice League, just because those are the two books that I look forward to the most every month, and both of them are always really good and keep me entertained. And I do like Aquaman, but None I feel like. Those are I feel like I get my Aquaman fix pretty good in Justice League, so.
1: I can't quit you. <laughs> 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 uh,
6: that a good surprise. Yeah. Uh, Craig?
3: Oh,
5: I assume it's uh, got to be stuff that's uh, still going on right now, all right? Well, if you're not, currently
6: reading it, yes. Not
5: ones I'm living in hope that it
1: will come back. No. Uh, no Red Star. No.
5: Well, if it is Red Star, but but i uh, I just, uh, just do uh, More Than Meets the Eye and Robots in Disguise then. More Than Meets the Eye. Gotta have my space robots. Space. Take that
6: big trouble in little China. Oh, Well, that's what happens. I don't think it'll be ongoing, probably. No, it's four issues. Is it only four? That's what I heard. Huh. I could be making that up, too. Right? I think you might, <laughs> you might make it up. Um, yeah.
1: Curtis? Right now, invincible. Because that's crazy. It is pretty much a crazy town, yeah. And uh, I'm having trouble with the second one. Either. I can't remember. Oh, Batman and Robin. <laughs> I want to say, like, the whole sp- cosmic line of Marvel. Because it's all one giant, giant story. No, <laughs> it yeah, doesn't, doesn't I work, hard, that. I had a hard time yeah. making my choice there. So, Push Comes to Shove. Right. It'll probably be Guardians, Nova.
3: You can't do that.
1: Giant Book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Legendary Star Lord is pretty cool, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm interested in that. So I'll, I'll do that. Invincible and Legendary Star Lord.
6: Alright, All right, I think that's good. That's good, good, good choices. <laughs> Alright, second part of the question, Chris, was what? Number two! If you could get rid of any
1: character, Marvel or DC, who would it be and how would you end him-her?
6: That's Ross. A pretty, that's a pretty good question. Ross, what do you got? I have no idea yet. I did, you can't hmm. come back. I'll Black Manta? <laughs> you must destroy <laughs> the
4: one you love. You the the card crust- crust- destroy <laughs> Aquaman. I'd get rid of the Joker's daughter.
6: <laughs> You're rid of the Joker's
4: daughter? How would you
1: do that? <laughs> Go back in time with a time machine? <laughs> yes. No, I you I like, like that
6: idea? <laughs> I, I like time machine options. And a
5: contraceptive. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: Man. That's a that's a short work of a story. <laughs> well, he has to build the time machine. Yeah, you make the whole book about building the machine. and He's like, hey, here we go. <laughs> One point twenty-one watts. <laughs> Shouldn't bring this with me before, Doc. But
5: <laughs> but his, his co partner is the Joker's daughter. <laughs> oh, there's the twist. Uh-huh. There, there's the twist. Jerk.
6: <laughs>
5: was going to say something else. Yeah, it's understandable. Right.
6: That's right. I don't even know no. Keep, no? Curtis? no? I have
1: no idea.
6: Alright, we'll give you another chance for a, for a second later. We made Ross and on me right away. Mike, who you got? Because I know you got somebody, Mike. How do you know? I know. I might be struggling. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that, but you know you have somebody. <laughs> point, point. Neighbor?
3: Yeah, that'd be the one. Oh, man, that'd be a good His idea, wing-footed too. <laughs> piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's so arrogant. He's, He's an just... idiot.
1: He's good sometimes.
3: Yeah, he's good sometimes. Not that often.
1: Oh, I know who I would get rid of. Uh oh. Wolverine.
3: <sighs>
1: You're getting your wish soon. Get rid of him for good. That's not going to happen. Okay. How well, would you do it? I'll think of something else. I don't know. A kryptonite, well, a kryptonite bullet?
3: It doesn't <laughs> work that way. Well, name her. I'd, I'd uh, let's see.
1: Throw him in a desert? No. Space madness.
3: Well, I guess throw him in the desert and feed him some bears. That'd be all right. Something. <laughs> Does it bears? To, yeah, desert sure, bears? Yeah, sure. Why not? I, I, I want him to suffer.
1: Sell like Tuscan rangers. He's like, there's no way these bears can beat me because of the wings on my feet.
4: And, then he looks and the bears have wings on his well, feet. Well, you'd
3: have to beat the hell out of him first. <laughs> Man, uh, I, want him, I want him to suffer because I really don't. I just don't like the guy. <sighs>
6: Oh, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye? Yeah, Clive.
3: I forgot about uh, that book.
6: Okay, hang on. You mean Jeremy Renner, Clive? No, I've never liked Hawkeye. Hawkeye, like the comic book character Hawkeye. Yeah, I've never liked him. Clint. Never liked him. Never liked, him. Never liked Clint. No. Really?
3: Yeah. Not at all. How would you? How would you
1: do away with him? A ricochet from one of his arrows,
6: <laughs> <laughs> right through <laughs> the melon.
1: You can't have the Red Rider P.B. You got a Hawkeye? Can you just shoot your
6: eye out? Oh. <laughs> He'll shoot your
1: eye out. Nonsense. I've got a healing factor. And he won't
6: have glasses to save know. him either. He doesn't have a healing factor at all. He oh, gets, Hawkeye. I'm he,
4: sorry. He robot eyes. That, that's part that, of the that, trick of that. Is he thinks he has a healing factor. He's like, what? <laughs> what's going on?
3: Is that book even going on anymore? Which one? Or? Hawkeye. Yeah, it's still
1: going on. I've got a splitting headache. He just hasn't come for a
6: minute.
1: <laughs> what's that from? I don't know.
6: The Tylenol commercial?
3: Roseanne.
1: <laughs> uh, Their Halloween episode when Dan gets that hatchet in the head. I've got a splitting headache.
6: It is funny, but I... Yeah, I know. Culture yourself, sir. I That's what you call it. Whatever. <clears throat> so, so Hawkeye for, for Curtis. Yeah. Sad day. Maybe he gets then, ran over by a tank. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that happened in history.
1: You're going to grease his... Grease our tread with his blood. Ooh. I I oh, said bones first. Mm. you realize it it's Not very greasy. Mm.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's bone marrow. Mm-hmm. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> God. Oh my God.
3: Oh, I know what we can do with the amir. Shove him up Ben Fang Foom's arse, let him suffocate. <laughs> <laughs>
6: you don't think he just punches his way out?
3: I mean. No,
6: he's, he's, no, he's, he's tough, he's, man.
4: He's, he's already fought the desert bears, Steve. Yeah. You know, so, you know, okay, so I'll after the fight, desert he's bears? He's desert bears. He's oh, weakened.
5: man.
6: <laughs> uh, so it'll be a
4: multi-issue
3: arc. The death of Namor. Oh, my God. First, he gets
5: teleported into the middle of the desert. Yeah. He's dying of dehydration. Then he's attacked by bears. <laughs> but he barely manages to survive the bears. And then... <laughs> and bam,
6: boom! Out of nowhere. I, like, hmm, I really need someone to wipe with. <laughs> really? What is he doing in the desert? Why is? Why are the bears in the desert?
1: That's where they live.
6: I'm like, really? F my life. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Wow. Uh, that went that went bad. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to I he used him as a suppository. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> Jeez!
3: Get off my
6: lawn! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs>
3: so you got one, Steve?
6: Oh, uh, you know I do. Uh, Craig, go. You go first, though. No. Mm. <laughs> Just from DC or Marvel? That's um, what the
5: question what the says. That's the question says. Oh, but uh, uh, you know, I don't know, Casada. Uh, He's
6: not that's necessarily a character, Uh but their ideas are good. Yeah, if it
1: wasn't DC or Marvel, I would say Herada from Harbinger. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. No, he reminded me of that. I I would agree (laughs) with that. That's what I read. Yeah, I hate that guy. He's the reason I dropped the title. Yeah, So go ahead again. Hmm. Just a the character, then. Uh.
6: We're going with character only so that way no one gets incriminated. Oh, Anything right, else, right. you know? It's a bad mojo.
5: Aquarius. Aquarius. Aquarius.
6: Pretty sure that's a sign, isn't it? A part of a song. Uh, he's uh,
5: <laughs> the dude that looks like Jesus. He was a uh, uh, more of the Month once.
1: Man. I have no idea what he's talking about. Bad, me either. Maybe Cassandra oh. Nova is what he meant. I don't
6: think you mean Cassandra we'll go no, with
5: right. that. Oh, Cassandra Kane would be a good one to get rid of. But she doesn't exist anymore
1: anyway. Nobody writes about her. They just you, forgot they her. her. <laughs> they just <laughs> left <It's> her. Just, <laughs> it's good it's good
6: no, I'm pretty uh, sure that she's... She's the... She's <coughs> sticks Sticks? The, uh... The, the ancient birds of prey. She's the Talon. That's who she is. Who? Cassandra Kane. Hang on. Are we talking about the...
5: I'm talking about the... Professor X's... Uh, oh, Cassandra s- Nova. Cassandra Nova? Yeah. Oh, that's singing Batgirl, too. Right? Yeah, I'm like, no, really? Why do you
6: hate that kind of Batgirl? I'm pretty sure she's... That, I think that's who that talent's supposed to be, actually. But Cassandra Nova, okay, agreed. Oh, yes. man, man.
5: Cassandra Nova. Yeah, the, the Charles sister Xavier's s- twin Charles Xavier weird. That showed up out of nowhere and yeah. has been forgotten about, so... Thing? So yeah. she doesn't even even matter
4: anymore. I'm pretty sure that's how she ends. <laughs> there's there's
1: there's two more that I just thought of. Oh damn it! Okay, Franklin and Val. From the Fantastic Four. But Phantastic I don't 4? I don't I don't wish death upon them. I just mm. want them out of the damn magazines.
6: Well, you're getting your wish when Fantastic Four is ending for the
1: movie.
6: <laughs> They'll be in the movie too. Yeah, what well, doesn't matter because s- the movie's separate. A spermazoa. I don't know what that means. Neither today, do I. But making it up. Mm. Contraceptives, Craig. <laughs>
5: Another contraceptives. Yes. issue,
6: Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Back of the time travel with Joker's oh. daughter. Mm. I'll send Batman mm. back in
1: time to slap Franklin Richards. <laughs>
6: Wait, Reed Richards. <laughs> okay. Okay.
4: <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind Franklin when he was uh, a little backup story that was like Calvin and Hobbes style and stuff with him. That's fun. fun. Mm. But
1: God, he brings down that book so hard. Yeah, him and Val—it's terrible. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> take take that, Richard's kids.
1: All right, I've said know. enough. Your turn. Maybe <laughs> Mojo.
6: Mojo. Maybe mojo. Mojo filter.
5: Mojo. Uh, mojo verse. Oh, Mojo
6: know,
3: I would agree with that. He's mojo, a, he's, mojo. Uh He's just—that's a
6: different guy. Oh, sorry, my bad. He's a little monkey. Yes, he is. Awesome. <laughs> He's, String a little he's talking like about here. Mojo looks more like the... X-Men. Yeah, X-Men, Jabba the Hutt, but with crazy robot spider, spider legs, legs. looking thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You he just is. described a nightmare. Yeah, exactly
4: good stuff.
5: I never like Cable. I'd say kill Cable.
4: Oh, come on, man. Okay,
6: there we go. We're getting <laughs> there. Oh. You take Bishop. Yeah, you can't yeah. just keep, no.
5: Maybe you <laughs> get one. Okay, and I go with Cable. So that straightens up the whole Demet. Summer's timeline immensely. Mm-hmm. So
6: container gets a little bit Cable's dies? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. Well.
5: It's a uh, mutually assured self-destruction. Cassandra uh, Cassandra Nova goes and tries to attack Cable, and they commit self-sacrifice by uh, going into the past and killing themselves somehow. Copulating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. That, that crazy another, wait, wait that doesn't mean what I think it means. <laughs> <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> Can we cut <get> that? <laughs> <laughs> Man. no,
6: oh, you're... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Cable. Okay, so... Uh, Steve? Yeah. The man, the supreme intellect—is that what he's called? Supreme, supreme intelligence? intelligence. Jesus, yes. Supreme intelligence from Marvel. I hate the hell the, of that the, giant the face. Free, right? I hate <laughs> him, man. We took four <laughs> Mr. Fantastic, and put him together, and he's just genius. I hate that guy. He's in everything. I hate him. Giant face. Do
1: you have really any other reason? Just because he's in everything?
6: Other than other than he's knowing as hell. And that Reed Richards is already on my nerves all the time anyway. And now you take four Reed Richards and put them together. And at one thing, when there's like a whole planet of different Reed Richards and they're all crazy, that's awesome. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. But then you take four of them, you add them together. And he's like, I'm the smartest thing in the galaxy. I'm going to command Ronan the Accuser to bow down like a little bitch.
4: No. pretty sure super science to
6: you. I'll show you super science, Ross. <laughs> get your lab coat and go in the back. <laughs> and get, get some Mentos and a bottle of Coke. Watched explode, diet. Well, diet yeah, because yeah, I want to. Doesn't it. work with regular
1: coke. Not, not as, cool. as well.
6: Eh, you know, supreme intellect. Hate it. H- hate it so much. of <laughs> the way it looks? What was it? Saturday? No, in living color. Hated it. <laughs> oh yeah, man.
3: That's... How would you end? How would you get rid of him? How
6: I get rid of him? I let oh. th- Thor sm- smite him, or Roman smite him. That's, Ruin the Accuser.
1: The old hammer in the head, a, or yeah, man. The hammer through
6: the chest. He, he Continue to give him orders, and at some point, Ronan's like, "You know what? I should just leave my own people because uh, honestly, they don't they don't believe in you anyway." Giant face guy. <laughs> you know who would even be better than Thor? Huh? Better Ray Bill? Oh, you know what? Oh, there you go. okay. Yeah. epic. A horse bite, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, so sir. horse horse
6: face Thor <laughs> teams up with the Rom. It oh gives supreme God. intelligence. <laughs> Toaster beams! <laughs> you don't understand that gun kills everything. It kills, it, it, it fixes everything, too. It, ultimate Olivaire does case, everything. it's
5: fixing it by killing the supreme intelligence.
4: Eh? Perfect.
6: Battery Bill's like, good job, Rom! And they high-five, and they go out and hang out and do things. I don't know, save the galaxy? Kill Galactus? Oh,
4: start, starts a spin-off book of its own. Uh,
6: you don't. I don't think you understand.
4: Real, bill Battery Bill and,
6: and Rom travel cosmos it's like an 80s movie but in space
5: it could be a buddy travel film in yeah. space that's what i'm talking <laughs> about be,
6: i don't be, know be. if that answers the question or not because i basically created my own book <laughs> and <then> it starts <laughs> with them killing the supreme intelligence
5: hang out with silver surfer every now and again only
6: sometimes because server's kind of boring
5: yeah well that's why every now and again right but he's got cosmic power, dude.
6: No, that's true. He's out there surfing on a surfboard, and they're like, oh, "It looks like it's fun to do. Let's go surf, too. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go steal it. He's
5: got a chicken all
2: uh,
6: in, in the new book, yes. Mm-hmm. We'll see how long that lasts when she's in space and can't breathe. Mm, <laughs> stupid. Because Doctor Who's not there? Well, doc- uh, doc- Doctor Who, uh, the time and space doesn't matter to him. I-
5: Assume that his board is kind of like the TARDIS except smaller and not as cool
1: or you can't <coughs> go inside of it and Not as many rooms <laughs> <There's> <laughs> Well, you can't you go can. inside It's a oh. ah, in the the skyways, we <laughs> <laughs> You can't so, get rid of him too Who's the Silver Surfer? No, Doctor Who Oh, I thought you the Sentinel Skyways,
3: we were going to have fisticuffs can't get rid of the Surfer Nobody's going to say anything about Doctor Who It's, it's not DC or Marvel
6: No, come on Doctor Who's got his own whole thing
3: What's wrong with Doctor Who? I don't know. I never. He doesn't even have a name. For me. God's sake!
5: <laughs> 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 How am I going to take his credentials seriously if he's not going to give me his name? It's classified. by Doctor, what kind of doctor are you? A PhD? Are you a medical doctor,
6: Craig? Come
5: on! <laughs> are you just <laughs> the ears, nose, and throat? <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> when I tell you on the Doctor of Destruction, Craig, do you ask what kind of destruction it is?
1: Freak, yeah. <laughs> yeah all right. Craig does. Okay. So you just destroy stuff, or are we talking about the galactic level,
5: or just the local level, or are you just a demolition guy?
1: Maybe you're just a part of the wrecking. It's part world. of the question. Oh, so my
4: God. On that note, Ross,
1: <laughs> what is best in
4: life? I have to say, to crush your enemies, see them driven before you. And to hear the lamentation of their women. That's right.
1: Thank you, Ross Sassen. All right. That's what we (laughs) like.
4: That's good stuff. That's
1: destruction right there. I'll give you you that. Mm -hmm. I'll feel that. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (sighs) Now, his
5: credentials, I'd buy. (laughs) 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 Especially the lamentations part.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't have a choice.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Man. I already said there's no
1: refunds on death. Yep, it's, it's true. It's the tagline. It's very true. I <laughs>
6: hope oh, they answered your question, Tan Lantern. Uh, yeah. uh, well, I got
1: out of control there for a second. I think that's why he does that. Oh, probably. Because he knows we're yeah, out of control. completely manipulator.
6: <laughs> That's what the tan that's is. That's what the tan power is?
1: Mm, Perfect. Manipulation. Okay. I like that. So, okay, there is something for you all to discuss. I look forward to hearing your answers and the other stuff, too. LOL. Thanks, Tan.
3: So So that was tan.
6: That's what I like. It's good stuff. So uh, let's do a couple books, and we got an interview to play at the end of the end of the show. Yeah. Which one are we playing? George's George's Genty. George's Genty. Yeah. Okay. What's he do? Good stuff. He's doing the Serenity Serenity right right now. He did a lot of Buffy. A lot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, See both. He did a bunch of the covers for season eleven. No, season ten. Uh, 11, I think. I don't know if he did any interiors for 11 or not, but um, season 9 he did a lot of. He's done a whole lot of stuff for Dark Horse. He's done Marvel stuff, too, though.
3: He's going to be working on he's also, Future's In.
6: Yeah, he's also going to do Future's End soon. Mm-hmm. That should be pretty cool. Busy man. They I mean. just had the last issue of uh, Serenity come out last week, and it was awesome. That was awesome. It was really, really good. If you like Serenity or Firefly at all, you should really check it out. It was a good, good book. It's fun stuff because it's after the movie. That's what I like best about it. And it looks good. I mean, George—he's a real class act. He's a cool guy.
3: He is. He is.
6: Yeah, for sure. Anyway, um, let's uh, move on to. We do the legendary Star Lord first. Not sure. All right. You know what you want to do? That's why. That's why I like. All right.
1: <clears throat> Stars and Lords. So in Star Lord, we all know it's Peter Quill. Sam Humphries is writing it, and Paco Medina is doing the art. Looks awesome. Juan Velasco is doing the inks, and David Curiel is the colorist. Yep. So, so we start out in Colorado with uh, little Pete Quill, and I don't know who the gentleman is with him. I'm guessing it's a relative or like a uh, Alfred it was kind like of person,
5: a, a, a priest or someone. I mean, yeah, a family like, priest hey, or a family. There you doctor.
1: go. If you look at the collar, yeah. see. So, got to pick up the visual clues too. So he's talking uh, with Peter at his mom's grave. His mom has just passed, and uh, they're talking and. and Peter kind of looks off into wherever, and we flash forward to Peter Quill in a standoff at an orphanage. Peter's there to get a uh, uh, Mandalay gem. Those right. Are, he's got intelligence that it's at the orphanage, and he runs into this pack of Badoon who come to take the take Peter and get the Mandalay gem. In the gym, yeah. So they they're in a standoff, and uh, they they take Peter down and. They kind of apprehend him, and they take him up to the ship, and uh, the girl at the orphanage prior to going to the ship is like, I could do all this and just get out of here and stuff like that. So, Yeah, the, the woman that runs the house. Yeah. So they're up in the ship now, and um, Peter's been locked in a cage, but he still has his boots, and he's trying to keep them from recognizing or looking at his boots. And evidently he still has like a... Holographic communicator.
6: Yeah, the communicator I think was inside the boots. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure where that's where that's at. It's like they only sort of searched him because they took the gun and they made fun of the gun because they couldn't figure out how to make it work. Yeah, they said it was like a toy gun to right.
1: a gunfight or a toy to a gunfight. So, because it's a cool looking gun. Yeah, yeah. So the Badoon have the jam and they have Peter. Evidently, Peter's wanted. So, it's got a uh, price on his head. Yeah. So Peter's able to. Communicate to live with a death mark on your. Head.
6: With uh, Kitty back on Earth, we well, gets a call from her. Is, is that
4: Kitty Pride? It's like, Kitty, Pride. Kitty Pride. Kitty okay. Pride. Yeah,
6: mm-hmm. he gets a call from her on his on his, on his communicator, and like goes right in the Peter Quill like hitting on lady stuff.
1: Yeah, awesome. Which I kind of enjoy the Kitty Pride. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that Peter and Kitty are
6: talking and stuff. But.
5: Right. That uh, kicked up uh, at the end of um, the. Uh, the X-Men book,
6: right? Yeah, yeah, with the the crossover between the two. Yeah. Uh, tri- Trial of Jean Grey? Trial Grey, mm-hmm. yep. So,
1: Peter Quill heard one of the Badoons say something about the Earth, so he asked Kitty, are we being invaded? And Kitty's like, we've been invaded 20 times, you know, so. But not right now. Right. So they're talking, and uh, there's a dude named Thumbnail who's a big-ass Badoon. Yeah. And uh, he enters the... the The cage, and he says, Thumbnail, don't like cute talk or something like that. Yeah. And he starts beating on Peter. Peter hits on his rocket boots, which he was hiding from the Badoon. Right. And flies through and grabs his gun. And uh, he's got them all at gunpoint. And uh, he decides that he's going to shoot out the whole of the ship because they're in space. Perfect. So he shoots a big, big hole in the side of the the spaceship and uh, holds on to the. Thing and he sees the Mandalay going, or Mandalay gem <laughs> going by, and he grabs the Mandalay gem and he flies off into space. And as he's flying, his face mask comes. It's going to be like the movie face mask, right? So then
6: we see him again, uh, back at the orphanage, right? Flashback or no? He's back. He's back. He's back at the orphanage from the very first encounter with the Badoon. right? In so this he, book, he's back at the
1: orphanage and uh, he's talking with the lady that, that works the orphanage. And he's there to give her a satchel of money. Well, she caught him in the middle of the night again.
6: Right. And so at first she's super
1: pissed at him. But he's got a satchel of money to give to the orphanage. Mm-hmm. He said that he, f- he fenced the gym, and he got this money, and he wants to give the money to, to the, orphanage. This, the orphanage. So he's not a, that big of a scoundrel, we think.
5: He's a scoundrel with a heart of gold. That's
1: right. Right. So then we flash back to him talking with the priest. And... Uh, the priest is like, yeah, your mother gave her life to save you. And uh, little Pete Quill is like, I want to make space out oh, safe. I want to make space safe. I think that's what he says. Yeah, right. Make space a better place. Right. So he's already got these delusions that he's going to. And we know from the Zero Issue that Pete knows that his dad's Jason. Right. Right. So, he's going well, to
6: Yeah, we know from the... Well, his mother died and the, the Badoon came to basically take him. Right. And she was killed by them. and He killed the Badoon using the, using the gun. And he actually makes a reference to that, like, in the middle of the... Towards the beginning of the, of the battle there, he, he went over it where he talked about I've been killing, killing Badoon since I was 10. Yeah. Well, that's when the whole thing with his mom dying happened. Mm-hmm. And he killed the two Badoon that came to get him. But, yeah, the 0.1 issue has that in there mm-hmm. for Guardians. So, then we flash back to... Pete, who's on his
1: ship, and he's got the Mandalay Gem. Right. So evidently, he had some extra money saved, and he gave the orphanage that money and kept the Mandalay Gem.
6: Well, yeah, he said something about cashing out all of his all of his saved money in order to give him to the give it to the orphanage.
5: Used up his reserves.
6: Yeah. So then we find that Pete is going after
1: Thanos. Right. So he said something like twelve days, Purple Potato Head. Yeah. And it's going to be him, and then his ship gets stopped. And we flash to who stopped his ship, and it's evidently a lady named Captain Victoria, and she's commander of the Spartex Royal Guard, and the daughter of the former Emperor Jason. So we find out that she's after, uh, she's going to take him into custody, because he still has that bounty on his head. Right. And uh, and Pete's like, daughter of Jason. That means I have a sister, and that's where we end off.
6: Right, which is crazy, because before this, we had no idea any siblings whatsoever. Yeah. I guess it makes enough sense that there would be.
1: Yeah, because his dad's like a womanizer. It seems. Kinda. I mean, he, he, I mean, that doesn't a fall sudden, from his, fall from the tree. Yeah, he he impregnated Meredith. Jason did, right. and then left. All
5: of a sudden, so. it seems like the king is uh, you know more of a jerk than he used to
1: be.
6: So. <clears throat> well, I think that whenever Jay, whenever Jason showed up on Earth, I think the real reason he left Earth was because it would be safer for them. Mm-hmm. And him being there would have made things worse. So that's that seemed like. That was course.
1: referenced in that 0.1 issue.
6: Yeah, because it would have drug Earth into the space battle that was going on, and Earth wasn't ready for that. Not that Earth is ready now, really, but at this point there's not any way to keep him away from it, and they were already kind of in it. But yeah, I don't I don't think initially that that he was just trying to... Be scumbag, but I mean, think about how—I mean, they're all they're all Han Solo. So Han Solo likes the ladies, right? Oh, and we also find he,
5: that he seems to have his reasons, is what I'm saying. But at the same time, the door is already open, and right. it seems like he's trying to shut the door after the horse has already left.
1: <laughs> it's an odd analogy, knowing mm-hmm. a lot of horses. But yes, you're right. <laughs> but we also find that uh, Pete's gun does work, but it's got to be Hammer's family. Right. right. So the Badoon couldn't figure
4: oh. it out, so when he gets his gun, it does start working. So. I didn't know if that was like a, a previous thing that yeah. we knew about. or. Yeah, like his that.
1: gun's changed. A little
6: bit. It used to be like a shotgun-looking gun. Just the way it's right. shaped. I mean, it's still... It's been an elemental gun for a while, but the way it looks is different now. Yeah. Like, just the design for it. And the whole thing with the only working for him with his bloodline, that's been a thing for a minute, too. Because it was his dad's gun. Yep. <clears throat> So yeah.
5: at least since the the zero issue or the zero point one issue or whatever they called it, it's been code locked to him.
6: Yeah. Right. I the wanna say line. I wanna say it was right. before that. But I, I don't in all honesty I don't remember the seventies stuff if that was part of it or not. I remember he had the elemental gun, but I don't remember if it was ever like something that was coded to his bloodline or I don't think they thought about that kind of stuff who, back then. Who was the Star Wars back then? Nobody cared. That's why they canceled his issues. Oh, he ran for a while, and then the Guardians happened. It's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good, good, good book. It was uh, a good book. Mm-hmm. Chris you want to give a score? Um, <clears throat> we all know that
1: I'm a big cosmic guy, so that's no secret. Right. And this falls right in there. I'm going to give it uh, probably a four.
6: Okay.
1: It's very enjoyable. Um, like I said, it was one of the books of the two that I would keep right right now, and that's starting off strong. So, and I like Sam Humphreys. He kind of had a hiccup with X-Force, but he's done some good work. Oh, and Our Love is Real. Also weird, yes. I forget those. Bring forward the good. Right. And, uh, yeah, we'll give it a four. I like Paco, too. He used to do some Nova stuff. Medina?
6: Yeah. So. Yeah. Ms. Ross? I'd
4: probably give it a three and a half. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about any of the Cosmic Marvel stuff, but it was definitely a good read. It was fun and exciting it's about all you could ask for, I think.
6: Right.
3: Mr. Mike? I'd give it a four. That's my man. It's Guardian stuff. I mean, how can you go wrong? Right. Star-Lord's a cool character. It always, always take more.
1: Right. And we we liked him before it all got popular, too. So right. It just kind of brings yeah. it back home that, hey, our characters have their own books now. Right. So that's pretty cool.
6: Oh well it leads, I don't know, I, the movies never really bring anybody to the books, I don't think. Not really. They want to pretend like it does, but uh, like one in, I don't know, 3,000 people maybe. I and mean, that's all fine and well, but all it really does is show that there's so many characters that none of these people know about. Right. So maybe that'll make a big difference with this one because it's very off the page as far as movies are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: Craig? I'd give it a four, too, for sure. It's a good starting off point for somebody who hasn't uh, who hasn't been following Guardians of the, Gal- of the Galaxy. Since the beginning, and right. uh, it uh, tells you everything you need to know about this character right there. You don't have to go digging for anything if you do understand the story, right? True, and it would actually be a good standalone story if it wasn't for like the last two pages mm-hmm. where they shovel in the next development. You know, for the oh, yeah. for the next issue. Yeah, that's a really good point. If they, yeah. if they hadn't introduced uh, the sister, it would have been like, hey. I would be cool with this as a standalone issue story adventure.
6: Like a one shot
5: and tell me exactly what uh, what Star Lord is and what he does.
1: It's I true because you go from him being a kid and laying out his mother, uh, him being a scoundrel, right? Still in a gym and him redeeming himself. Right. So
4: I think they're filling in some of the blanks.
1: Yeah, redeeming himself and then showing that he still is a scoundrel. Right.
4: <laughs> so I think that's why a lot of first issues should right. aim to be, I think. Right. right. Let you know what you're working with, but don't make it so much yeah. set up the entire time that you, it's boring. Yeah, because
1: yeah. if that was just a full issue of him talking at the grave with his
4: priest or pastor,
1: right. Right now, you know what I
6: mean? Right. We're, we're made for a dull, dull book. Yeah.
5: We know he's not above, you know, bending the law or, you know. No. Breaking the rules or whatever, but we know he's not a bad guy. He's nah, he's a hero.
1: Very Han Soloish. Very yeah,
6: Han Solo. Yeah, it's, really, it's the way I described all those characters. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I give it a four too. It, it was it, was, it was really good. Like it was real fun read. And as far as like setup is concerned, like I, I just like the way they. Man, that's a really good description about it being like a good standalone book because it really is. I didn't think about it that way before, but. It really, c- pretty much is. It's, a, it's like a, a, I don't know. It's really good to write it for like an issue because it even connects with the rest of the characters in the world, without dragging it through the mud with it. You know, like the whole Kitty Pride thing is kind of out of the blue. Yeah. At the same right. time, it's not something that you felt like, man, I must have missed like eighty books to be okay. For instance,
4: I didn't know that was Kitty Pride. Right. I It could have just been a random girl, and it would have been fine.
3: Would you right. like to know, her? <laughs> Ross? Huh? Would, would you like to know her? Yeah, yes, yes, fine. Checking, I'm just asking, just kinda you know, fishing for real. information. If by,
1: if by no, you mean take care of. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I, think, I, think, I think by take care of, you mean like,
6: that. take care of,
3: take care I don't of. I'm going to
6: care for you, baby. <laughs> no, take care of,
3: take care of. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All of the above. That's right. <laughs> like thumbnail. <laughs> thumbnail yeah. don't like cute talk <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about that we're talking about the lamentation part yeah <laughs> the yeah. lamentations of the women yeah,
6: anyway okay so the, there's a really funny part in there where she's talking to peter quill and peter she's she's peter asks what she's been doing and the way she's dressed the, well, you've all read the book you know what's going on she's sitting Ooh. in her bed and she's wearing like pajamas sort of and she's like, I've been grading tests. He's like, what are you doing? I've been grading tests. And he's like, is that all you're doing? And she's like, uh, yeah. I don't know if she doesn't know can. he can see as much of her as, she, as he can. But then he, he like hits on her a little bit, and she's like, I don't really do good with Peters. And I'm like, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Because he's Peter Quill, and Peter Colossus, and Peters just in general. It's so funny.
3: <laughs> so funny. It hurt my brain. He threw that. He knew he could get away with it. Right. It yeah.
6: was good, good stuff, good stuff. Anyway, okay. So, Mr. Ross, you want to tell us about the uh, Scooby-Doo team up? Yeah.
3: Really? So
4: First is like kind of a, a start because this series is is really cool and it's really a continuation of the old Scooby-Doo uh, movies. Right. So where you had Man. Batman and Robin introduced, and that cartoon actually spawned Super Friends in general. That that was the cartoon that made Super Friends happen. Um, so, character-wise, a lot of the characters in this are kind of like a good mix of what those characters are now and kind of the super friends like. So if super friends were allowed to actually punch people, it was kind of...
3: So you're saying that Scooby-Doo and, their, and the crew and the Mystery Machine were responsible for ruining Aquaman? <laughs> no, no, that, that's, joke.
6: that's the general public's fault. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily think that they, I would blame them heavily for that.
5: I thought you'd have animosity for
6: it that huh, that then.
4: Oh, I, I really, really like Super Friends, actually. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. But, uh, so you, we get started with Scooby Doo team up here, and, and so far, Scooby's mainly been teaming up with Batman and Robin. Right. And this is kind of one of your first breakaways from that. Uh, we had an issue with the Teen Titans Go, which was pretty funny last issue. Right. Um, but right. this is kind of more back to their regular universe that I kind of been in. Uh, you open up to Paradise Island, and it's immediately obvious that it's old-school Wonder Woman because they're all riding kangaroos, Right, which is way cool. Um, and you see that Daphne and Velma are kind of undergoing Amazon training. And Why not? Yeah, well, they're there. Might as well, right? right. When in <laughs> Um And you find out that these crazy Greek monsters have been appearing... And to the Amazons, it's like, well, Greek monsters aren't that crazy. But the crazy part is, every time they beat them, monsters just disappear. So uh, Minotaur shows up first. Right. And Daphne and Velma figure out a way to trick the Minotaur into going for a red cape, like Mm -hmm. bullfighting, right? Like a metador. Yeah. And they, they trap the Minotaur, and Wonder Woman's like, well, I'll take care of this from here. And they pull it up, and no one's there. And when they question them, when they question Wonder Woman about that, you find out that this has been happening a lot, and this is why we called the Scooby-Doo people here, because it's kind of their expertise.
6: Dealing with mystery? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that's
4: beyond brute strength. Yep. And you find out that uh, Wonder Woman wanted Batman to be there, but because uh, of it being... uh,
6: Themyscira. Old school rules. Yeah,
4: and being on Themyscira, Batman couldn't be there because apparently the rules are: if a uh, man's feet touches the ground, the Amazons lose their power and immortality.
6: Mm, that is that is very old school rules.
4: Yeah, I think
6: um, that's cool. I'm not saying
4: it's not. I'm yeah, just it is, saying it's, it's not. Pre- it's not the truth in current continuity. It's pretty. It's it makes interesting stories to kind of work around. I think right. Um, and so learning that, you kind of see shaggy and scooby and fred all sitting in the invisible jet because they can't touch the ground um uh, shaggy or yeah i think shaggy makes a good point of scooby-doo's not really a man he's a dog so Mm -hmm. he can go do whatever he wants (laughs) so scooby-doo goes to join the girls in their adventures scooby-doo and his adventures yep would be a good (laughs) book.
6: yeah
4: um and so after they after they stop the Minotaur, they kind of decide that the girls need to meet up with the guys to kind of discuss the mystery. Because even though it seems like they probably won't do much, they say five heads is better than three. Right. What's well, a, the a funny... I, uh, tell that...
6: Uh, uh, Cerberus? Yeah. Pretty good. a <laughs> <Pretty good>, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Five heads are better than three. Don't service that, because
4: he's a three-headed dog. <laughs> yep. And they uh, they all meet up at the Invisible Jet, and it's kind of funny, because you have uh, Nubia, who's one of the Amaz- Amazonian women there. Right. He's, like, immediately against uh, Shaggy, mainly. He's like, oh, why'd you bring him here? He's the most worthless thing there ever was. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Um... Yeah, she says, uh, such cowardice is this what we can expect from all men and, um,
6: which you yeah, pick out the weakest one if you're going to throw rocks <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know what I mean um,
4: and as they're discussing a cyclops shows up behind them and starts attacking and they make the make the joke uh, or they make the comment of be careful because cyclops likes to eat people and yeah course, humans yeah and so that immediately sets uh Scooby and Shaggy and all of them off and they start running away and it's been kind of a ongoing joke that in in the book so when Scooby runs away he typically trips someone mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's a villain and kind of solves the mystery but um, they take off and, and Scooby's chasing after Daphne and Velma and he kind of knocks Fred and Shaggy into the <laughs> invisible jet and the invisible jet just takes off and starts flying away out of control. Um, as it's going, it hits uh, the Cyclops in the head and kind of knocks him over. And Wonder Woman goes to save the guys from the invisible jet. You find out that the invisible jet is controlled almost completely by mental powers. So that's why it took off, is because they were trying to escape. Right. Um...
5: Well, since the controls are invisible, you'd hope that it was mentally... That was yeah. talked about to too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: <laughs> um So the invisible jet lands, and Shaggy's lying, Oh, I'm getting out of here. And he starts to uh, get out, and one of them picks him up, because there's no way he right. can't touch the ground, right? You ruin things, retard. Mm-hmm. So they picks him up, and they decide the best way to deal with them not being able to touch the ground is to have Shaggy and Fred ride the kangaroos around everywhere. Why not, right? Smart idea. <laughs> Technically not touching the ground. And then your third big monster shows up, which is a Hydra. Right. Hell Hydra.
6: Yep. Different kind of Hydra. <laughs> okay. And
4: the Hydra scares Shaggy and makes the kangaroo go crazy that he's riding, and Shaggy falls on the ground. Whoa! 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 Yep. Wouldn't yeah. expect anything less. No. Mm-hmm. As soon as he falls to the ground, the Hydra disappears, and, let's see, the Duke of Deception shows dun, dun,
6: up. Dun, dun,
4: you find out that the, the typical Scooby-Doo plan was to get some sort of man, he was hoping Batman would show up, but to get some sort of man to touch the ground so the Amazons would lose their powers and he could become the ruler. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, though, you find out that the rules are pretty specific to feet, and Shaggy's feet never actually touch the ground. Yeah. (laughs) sitting on his butt. Yep. Uh, So it ends with Wonder Woman throwing the Duke of Deception for Scooby to fetch.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. (laughs) And you you actually see Scooby with him in his mouth walking. Yep.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well... The Duke of Deception is a dude, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Mm
6: -hmm. But he's a god. But you find out... gods don't count. Yeah. yeah. No, he's not
1: mortal.
4: Mortal human. And then uh, the very tail end of the book ends with Daphne and Velma being... What would the word be? Knighted? Yeah, knighted to being official Amazonians. Which is pretty cool. And Scooby-Doo is said to be a good kangaroo. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. why not a kinga yeah uh, yeah really cool I really like the throwback with the kangaroos and stuff right because like, we've seen covers and I've never actually <laughs> read any of them right but have seen a lot of the old covers of Wonder Woman riding the kangaroo and the- yeah sensational <laughs> comics or something yeah and, and uh it's actually, they name the kangaroo specifically, is Jump up. right? and that, that's Wonder Woman's kangaroo that shows up in like all the Super Pets books and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. which are also pretty cool. But.
6: Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's really cla- Back in the old days, they all had animals on Olds and Pets. Mm-hmm. I mean, Superman has a freaking crazy horse. Superman had oh, a lot has of a pets, A yeah. Monkey. He has a zoo. Dog. Well, He's got the zoo at the Fortress of Solitude, but they didn't all wear capes. The horse had these the all wore capes. capes. That was and awesome. A
5: Kryptonian dog, a Kryptonian monkey, right? A Kryptonian cat, yeah. How did they get all those Earth animals up there?
6: Man, you know, I think if they just traveled to the galaxy. That's just how things work. Don't ask questions, Craig.
5: I think they were going to invade us. Maybe. It's a Good thing their planet exploded. We just got the best <laughs> of the uh, best of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> only only two of them are okay. No, that's a Monkey's he's awesome too. Nobody, oh, okay, so three count the monkey. Okay.
5: Anybody outside the house of L, bad
4: guys. You, that's
6: true. You're right. Yeah, Zod and everybody else. Uh-huh. Pretty well even. They were
4: they were technically prisoners even when they showed
6: up. So. she was
4: she's bad a little bit. Oh
6: yeah. Anyway, Ross, scorebook go.
4: Uh, I would give it probably three and a half. Actually, I really like the series as a whole. The series as a whole, I'd give a five. Right. Um. Just because it's cool to have a fun comic book that's not quite so serious, and right. uh, it's cool to see all the old school references in there too. Which, uh, if you do a little bit of research, or if you've read the old comics, you can tell that almost everything from this one came out of old Wonder Woman stuff. Which right, is
1: cool. which is kind of the time period.
4: Yeah, so. yeah, they played it off just like it was
6: We're, when that first showed came out. out yeah. It's very much, it goes hand-in-hand with the old cartoon series. Mm. Yeah. They,
4: they do a really good job of emulating that mm-hmm. in comic.
3: Craig?
5: Sure. 3.5 sounds good for nostalgia factor and for the kids.
6: I don't think kids get it, though. In all honesty, I think all the nods and all the references, they're not made for kids. Well, I think kids would read it and be I think the
5: nods are for older people who've right. grown up with the super friends and what all, but... I don't think that,
6: uh... It's still it's Scooby-Doo, so it's still It's Scooby-Doo,
5: it's basically, you know, kidified superheroes. Kids are going to be able to pick it up and go, okay, sure, why not? Wonder I'm, Woman rides a kangaroo, it's cool.
4: I think it's a perfect example of a really good family book, because you have a parent that can read it and enjoy the nods back to the comics they remember. Right. And then you have the kids that are just like, oh, it's awesome because it's Scooby-Doo and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm.
6: All right. Touché, sir. I don't know if that's the right way to use that word, but there you go. Curtis.
1: Ross and I talked about this, but Wonder Woman does say hola in it a lot. A lot, yes. And uh, I've never known her to do that, but Ross informed me that she has said it in the previous series. And when uh, Shaggy gets dumped into the jet, they, they mentioned something about running. And he said, I could fly if I could. And then that's when the take jet the jet takes off. So that's kind of mm. what I liked about it. I'll give it a three point five. Uh-huh. Um, Sco- Scooby's not really my cup of tea most of the time,
4: but it was a good it was a good read. You did have the really funny line in Shaggy too, where when he falls on the ground and they're foiling the plan of the guy, and he's they're like his feet never touch the ground. And he's like, well, maybe I'm not actually really that much of a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
6: not the right thing to say, Shaggy. <laughs> not the right thing to say. Oh, poor Shaggy. Oh, man. Poor, poor bastard.
5: <laughs>
2: he he not, did it to himself. In
6: this I'm, case. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not arguing that. He <laughs> may, may
5: not be the strongest man in the world, but you try and uh, lay a fist on him, you'll never catch him. <laughs>
6: That's a good point. That's a That's good good point. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Runaway noises. Yeah, I give it a three also. Like it's been, it has been a fun series, and I, I didn't get three, the Teen Titans one. I didn't. I, I read the Scarecrow one, so like number two, mm. or maybe that was number one. Was that number one?
4: That's, Scarecrow one was number two.
6: Okay, and then number one, and then, yeah, it really feels like a throwback to the old. I don't know. I hear Adam West still voicing Batman, so mm. it, as far as like setup is concerned, like that that's why I think it's not designed. Uh, the writing is is like you said, more a family, more family book. Cause, like, the, all the nods in there aren't built for kids. Just because the kids wouldn't get them, mm. but at the same time, yeah, a kid can get Wonder Woman riding a kangaroo. Why not, right? It's awesome. So, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's no, there's uh, there's just little things in it that you know what I mean. Right, it reminds you of the cartoon.
3: And For sure, I totally enjoy
6: that. Mr. Thank Mike, you want me to score book?
3: Sure, I'll give it a three and a half.
6: All right, it's
3: got that old oldy timey feel. Right.
6: Well, it's definitely the Justice Friends art style too, a little bit. I mean, as far as that, it's not like a dumbed up version of the art. It, it fits what the what the cartoons were. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I think this is
4: a re- uh, this and Little Gotham and Tiny Titans are a really good example of DC starting to do the family stuff right. right. All ages. Stuff, yeah, because yeah. they're making stuff that everyone can enjoy, and they're not 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 putting the effort into them.
6: Right, not pandering or whatever? Yeah. Okay,
4: I can see that. I feel like a lot of other companies that make the little kids' books are just like, well, we'll just get whoever to do it. Right. We won't put any real effort into making it something that's fun to read for everyone. All right.
6: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. All right, Uh, let's move on to Enormous, number one. It's a book about giant monsters. Those
1: are always
6: fun. That's true. Uh, so, Enormous, do we ever figure out if the first book that came out for Enormous was, if this was that same piece of that same book? Or just a similar, it feels like a similar story.
3: It, I don't think it is. It feels is. It's almost like a reboot done a little differently, yeah. right? Because I recall some things. I, it's been a little while since I read it. But right. That, that huge book that came out. Yeah, a couple years was, ago. Yeah,
1: like maybe a year and a half.
3: Yeah, it was a little bit different.
1: In that book, they had the big praying mantis monster. Yeah, and the bat. This one previews that in the end.
6: So. Yeah. And it, then
3: I remember in the, in the other book the mom. Yeah, I think it unfolds was a little. It was a little different. A
6: little bit. I think the cool thing about this, I mean, a couple a couple podcasts back, we mentioned uh, looking told, telling people to look up Enormous on uh, YouTube to see the the and the video series the or what, what they call it, the uh, web shows. Right. Um, I don't know if they dropped another one of those yet or not.
3: It was kind of it was interesting. Yeah. Know. The way they did it was pretty cool.
6: Right. I don't. I'm not exactly sure how the two things fit together. I think they're just in the same world. Right. Maybe this show's a little farther along because this is very much the beginning of the problem. I was like well, so, when we open up the book, we I mean, the art's fantastic. Yeah,
3: because the other book, the problem was already, it was was already there. there. Yeah,
6: so this might maybe it's a reboot. Um, either way, it was definitely an exciting book. I mean, it, it gets to it quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the first when we first open up, we're dealing with these with these three guys, uh, Spanish, Spanish men, and they're digging, they're going around through this cave, and uh, inside the cave, we've got crazy uh, crazy tendrils or. Like living plant type things, what do they say, curse
1: No, dice mama.
6: Right, no dice mama. <laughs> uh, there's yeah. some English in there too, whatever. Yeah, they go back from Spanish to English, kind of, yeah, but kind of between, Nobody
1: understands
5: the English, so you right. might as well just say it in Spanish. Right, right? right exactly.
6: Anyway, so uh, <laughs> the three uh, three gentlemen wind up. Uh, well, the the father, the father figure, I guess, is the father. I don't know if he's supposed to be their dad or not. But uh, he winds up getting attacked by the by, by the uh, growth, and then uh, eventually ripped in half, which is pretty hardcore. And then uh, both the boys try to escape, and uh, one of them is like almost drawn to it, like it, it. I don't know if it's messing with his head or if he just was so enamored by it, but he winds up kind of merging with it. Uh, ultimately, he winds up dead. But it's almost like the 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 planet itself merged with him a little bit. And they talk about that a little bit later on, whenever we get the government guys going over things. Um, but anyway, we cut pretty quick from that to uh, what's her name? Uh, is it Isabel or is it Ellen? Ellen running on the running along the beach, and we see you know, that while she's running, she's listening to, I guess, I guess an iPod. That's what it looks like, but it's a radio show playing. It's talking about uh, how a body, how a giant, a giant animal, or a giant. What are they
3: call A squid or something Yeah,
6: like a giant squid washed up on the, on the seashore. And they're not entirely sure if it's this ancient type of squid or if it's something Correct. else. Humble. Yeah, humble, yeah. And uh, as she's running, she comes across a uh, ship that's overturned on the beach. And initially, she's like, huh, a drunken sailor. But it's like, it's way overturned, and there's a giant hole in the bottom of it. And, of course, she's investigative, just like the guys from, from Mexico. Which you'd think, once you saw it tipped over like that, you know, you... He might, I don't know, might not mess with it. But, uh, yeah, she goes and investigates, and in the, in the investigating, she finds a very similar-looking thing to the previous, uh, guys who were mutated into the, uh, plant. Uh, she, anyway, she snaps a couple photos of it, and she gets the hell out of there. We cut pretty quick from that to the White House, and we're dealing with the President, and the President's looking at a batch of pictures of these guys with these crazy purple growths on them, and he's talking to some scientist types that are trying to tell him that uh, there's only one of them still. One of the victims are still alive, but they found multiple victims dead in a random different places. And they're pretty sure it's some type of. He he wants to know if it's like a terrorist attack or if it's a what exactly it is. And they tell him it's a biological thing, but it's almost like a like a like a parasite that got out of control because it's almost like they attached the people to become a conduit for it. Um, anyway, we, we go through that a little bit, and there's some more science talk in there. And it, interesting stuff. But then we cut from there to a cemetery, and uh, we're back with, uh, it's not, what's her name again? Ellen? Ellen. How can I not remember that? Anyway, we're back with Ellen, and uh, she's at a, at a gravestone, it turns out to be your father's, and she's there with what I assume is her girlfriend, and they're talking about how they never found his body. And the only thing that they found was his pocket watch, which he never used. But he cared about it a lot. So like a gold-style pocket watch. Anyway, the two of them decided, that, or she, the one tells the other one, we need to leave, we've got to get to school. Uh, and the, basically, I get, I get the idea, they didn't really say what the other girl's job is, but I get the idea that she's a teacher at the school, and that uh, she's about to start working at the same school also. That's I, what I gather from the little bit that they talk about it. They don't really say it but that's basically what they're talking about. Anyway, so the two of them leave, uh, as they're driving, we come in, into this huge backup of cars, and we see that part of the city's on fire and a jet flies above them, like a fighter, like an F-16 type. And uh, all of a sudden they start launching missiles into the city. So both the girls are freaking out, and the radio is saying, uh, the radio's playing, uh, that there's an attack happening in the city, and. Uh, they want everybody to stay out, or not stay out of the city, but uh, what, what happens when they send out the signal, the service warning, is basically taking over the radio stations. And all of a sudden, um, the other girl, who I think, what's the what's the girlfriend's name? It's an M name. can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Anyway, she gets a call. She's like, it's the school. I have to take this. Turn down the radio. And so it, the school's calling them, and their school's trying to evacuate. And uh, she's like, well, we'll get, we'll get there as soon as we can. We're stuck in a traffic jam. And about that time... Um, Isabel, here, Ellen? Ellen. Ellen, man. Ellen decides she needs to go find her mother. And uh, she gets out of the car and basically starts to, to walk. And uh, the other girl is like, what are you doing? You're, you're being crazy. And she's like, no, no, this is the exit. This is nearest my mom's house. My mom needs my help, too. She She's just like the kids. You, you need to get to the kids. I need to get to my mom because my mom's defenseless, just like them. And... She makes them, The girlfriend makes a comment about seeing your mom and dad in the same day. Uh, maybe not the best thing in the world. And she's like, well, my mom probably won't even recognize me. And uh, that's pretty much where we leave that. And, of course, there's a couple more explosions. And you can't really tell if, what the planes are firing at. But, uh, yeah, there's explosions happening in the city and fire. And eventually she winds up at this uh, retirement home that the mother's living in. And uh, mom recognizes her, but uh, she tells her that she needs to leave because... She doesn't want her to fight with her father again. Her father's still really disappointed in her, and uh, we all know that her father's dead. So you get the idea that mom's—I don't know if she. Did we say she has dementia, probably.
1: Yeah.
6: I mean, that's what I'm guessing. Or Alzheimer's. Or Alzheimer's or dementia? Probably Alzheimer's. I doubt dementia. Probably Alzheimer's. But uh, she uh, pretty well goes 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 at her about you, you need to leave because when your dad gets here, he's going to be real upset. He's still disappointed in you. And she's like, Mom, we can't go over this now. Like, I, Where's your card at? I made you a card that tells your dad's dead. It matches your sweater, or not your sweater, it matches your scarf. Where's your card at? So apparently she's made her mother a list of things that are true in the world, and this is what she's supposed to read in order to know what she's at in her place in the world. Anyway, so Mom freaks out about the scarf, because apparently it's something that the father gave her. So she finds the scarf for her, and puts her in a wheelchair, and starts wheeling her down the hallway, and... About that time we start having the building shake and glass breaking and everybody in the, in the facility starts running around all crazy and they're like, you, you need to get to the basement, everybody get to the basement. And then uh, part of a plane crashes through the uh, building side and then a flaming couch which crushes a dude Yeah. Um, who had just told her, try to use the service elevator before it powers out and he gets crushed by the flaming couch, which is crazy. Uh, from there, we see a shot outside. We've got helicopters flying through the city and airplanes. And one of the airplanes is on fire, and it crashes. And uh, then we see this crazy, like, man, I, I don't even know how to describe it, man. It's, like, almost like a crazy lizard plant thing yeah, coming through the window and, like, tearing the crap out of everything. It, it's just crazy. And then as it comes through and around the other side, we wind up seeing it's, like, a... a I don't know, for all intents, it's like a six-eyed alligator that's giant. But with crazy thorn things on its sides, it's just freaking nuts. Of course, that doesn't make anybody feel very happy, and it starts just biting people and, you know, having lunch. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't go so well for a fair amount of people. There's a lot of uh, crazy sound effects. So uh, she freaks out, and she's pushing Mom in the wheelchair, trying to get away from this thing. Uh, in the process, they wind up coming to the stairwell, and of course, wheelchairs don't do real good in the stairwell. No. And so, it's, mom spilled down the stairs, and the two of them get separated a little bit. And about that time, the helicopter starts shooting through the giant opening that came from the, the animal coming through with the couch. That's <laughs> I love that. how that's described. That's yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, it, the fight basically turns to the the, the monster fighting the, the helicopter. Well, she wants to go get get her mom, and the of course of the beast coming down the stairs to basically catch her. She, in the process, like because her mom's just laying on the floor, can't get up. She starts yelling at the animal, and so the animal follows her and leaves the mom. So it basically chases her around the edge of the building, and she's like, as long as I get back around the mom, she'll be fine. she just got to keep following me so I can ditch it, and I'll get back to her. And she leads it along the window side, where uh, there's a whole bunch of like full glass windows, and the helicopter starts shooting it through there, with no regard for her running in front of it mm-hmm. whatsoever. In the process, the more building gets destroyed, and uh, she gets separated from the animal and winds up in a hallway. Because uh, the animal's fighting the helicopter now, and so she climbs around out to a, a uh, fire escape and is using the fire escape to come around the other side of the building and get back in. Now the uh, helicopters come around that side of the building, and the crazy alligator thing with the eight eyes comes through the side of the building. Intentionally, after the helicopter, and it bites the tail rotor off the back of it. Mm-hmm. It pretty well sends it to its death. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it tears off a whole lot of the, uh, fire escape that she's on, and almost sends her to her death. But all of a sudden that she's following, she, you see her get grabbed by somebody. And she's grabbed by her mother? Who apparently decided to follow her after she saw the daughter run and the beast follow her. The mother just followed her. So she just happened to be in the right place at the right time, which, in all, all intents, it's hard to say if maybe she had a moment of clarity and she's not as super bad off. If she's thinking straight, or if it's just like a random mother strength kind of thing, which I, they, they allude to it being like a, a mother strength type thing in the hallway, where she's like, Oh, I just have the strength to take care of you because you're my kid. Just before all this started happening, apparently Ellen's got a sister, and the sister didn't disappoint dad, and uh, mother started thinking that she was the sister,
1: mm-hmm.
6: which uh, didn't sit well with her, but of course, they're in the middle of running from dinosaurs, so whatever. You can't hold it against Mom because, well, there's a di- dinosaur coming after you. So how could you hold it against her?
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, but we've, basically the idea we I, the I get from reading it is that the reason Dad was disappointed is because, I, I believe, Elizabeth and... Ellen. The, Ellen. Ellen. God, why do I keep calling her that? Ellen and the Maria girl from the car, the, the other teacher, are a couple. And I don't think Dad can handle that. So her other sister must, I don't know, be straight, I guess and didn't disappoint dad because she was straight or whatever anyway um... but she still you know, is her mom so she doesn't want anything to happen to her anyhow so uh... in the process of uh, getting back into the building um... she's her gets mother down the stairs and they come down to the, the like like the foreground or the like ma- not the bottom level not the basement but like what would probably be your main floor and there's some firemen there there's fireman, fire lady and some other like emergency type people and she tells them she needs she needs a, she needs a wheelchair for her mom and that the the, the fireman's like well there's a wheelchair on this on the floor above this floor I remember seeing it but it's too so dangerous to go up there you can't go up there and he gets a call and he's like I have to take this call super important you need to get to the basement and so she's basically walking and carrying mom uh, for all intents, and she, t- she they come into a hallway, and Mom's like, I need a rest, I, I gotta sit down. And so she's like, you sit here, Mom, I'll go see if I can find you something. So she's searching around, finds a wheelchair, and it's like a jackpot. Um, comes back, and about that time, um, our crazy alligator that was fighting the helicopter earlier, it smashes through the wall, which is not good, because Mom is there, and Mom, at this point, can't get up. And she tries to run, but that turns into a bloody mess. Yeah, A really, really bad bloody mess. Mom, mom's done. Yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah, alligator food. Um, and uh, at, at that point, she comes around the hallway and sees the giant gape in the wall, and she she's calling for her mother because she hopes that she's okay. And uh, that's where the book basically ends, is her staring out the open hole in the wall where her mom just was. Mm-hmm. And that's end of book one. So it's like, middle of crazy dinosaur attack. And, like it's just, it's crazy like it just like, it really gets to it and the art is fantastic
3: very super detailed
6: oh man yeah very like, it, the art is fantastic it's just so crazy like, it's, uh, it's very much being in the middle of a din- or bit like a middle Godzilla film it's, it's very cinematic yeah the way it moves is very cinematic especially the last half of the book because like the chase sequence. You it's like you're following storyboards because mm-hmm. they're they like scene by scene. just like I gotta get around the building and all that's graphed like as if it was a movie. It really is. It really is cinematic. Um, good stuff, man. Uh, I uh, score wise, at, at least for this issue, I give it a three and a half. I don't remember. I remember thinking they meant the the, uh, the original enormous book. The art was awesome inside of it. I don't remember what the story was. I, I remember. Reading part of it, I don't think I. Even, I don't think I read all of it. I read part of it. Um, it was good. It, it I remember fantastic. it being good. I enjoyed it. So I don't know if this. It, it, I guess I'd have to go try to see if I can find the copy of it to figure out if this is a continuation of that or retelling of that. But either way, I don't feel like I'm missing anything, like at all. And it's yeah, it, it's awesome. Can you remember mom or daughter in that book? I do remember. Yeah. The, the, I do remember mom dying, but it feels like mom died like super fast. Yeah. Like there was no.
3: Yeah, there wasn't any of the.
6: Yeah, all the talk, talking between them and her having dementia and, like...
3: She was just, she was like, just like, like she was just age. wheeling her out and something came and got her done. Mm.
6: Yeah. so I don't. As I I recall, don't, yeah. Right, yeah. That's that's the best I can remember of it, too. I don't... I just remember you showing me that double-page spread in the middle of it.
1: And I was like,
6: that's crazy. Right? And the whole... all Every one of the monsters, like, at least the two that we've seen, there were three, I guess, if you count the ones from Mexico, mm-hmm. are... They all look crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyways, so I give it a three and a half. Uh... Mike, scorebook.
3: I give it a four. I enjoyed the first. I really enjoyed the first one, and the art. It's the art, and The right. giant monsters eating people. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Good monster food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd I, be cool to see where they're going to go.
4: All right, Mr. Ross. I'd give it a three. Uh, I really liked the art, and it was really good, and, and you're right, the story was very cinematic in how that worked, and giant monsters are always awesome. So. Mr. Curtis? <clears throat> I'll give it a three. It was a,
1: kind of a simple story, right? easy to follow. Um, get, we talked about good opening issues. This is a good opening issue right? because it starts off right away, and you get the backstory as the story goes. So we find out, hey, there are a couple, hey, uh, mom's got some type of problem, dad doesn't like her, mom
3: or sister is better off, blah, blah, blah. So some personal stuff. In yeah. Too.
1: I'll give it, yeah, three for the art. It's pretty, it's pretty good. I'd like to see where it goes.
6: Right. Well, I like how it's not super heavy handed about the, the characters themselves. Right. It's more about what's happening around the characters. Right. The, the monster tag is what the important part is, not so much the girlfriend or the sister being better off or the dad not like liking the, liking the, that she likes girls, which is awesome. Sort
4: of. It's it's almost like you have the character development just to see
6: how. Right. The, it's like a side to everything else. This pushes the story. Yeah. Right. To so make it have yeah. more weight. That's a, that's a good. That's a good way to describe it. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it just pushes it, and moves it along a little bit. Craig, score.
5: Oh, I'll give it a four for art, lesbians, and um, Curtis's reading. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Maybe in a later episode we'll uh, play some of the. Book. Curtis reads books. <laughs> story time with Curtis. That's, that's a good story title time. For it, actually, yeah. story, cool time theater. Theater. Yeah. story time theater. With if we Curtis. could get an anthology
1: of <laughs> like monster Man. books, yeah, and they're only eight pages, I'd be up for that. Because <laughs> none of you want to sit through a full book. Man, my I, I, mission now. <laughs>
6: Man, I feel like we'll I find that book. I feel like I heard four today. You did hear mm-hmm. four. Awesome. <laughs> And Rob wasn't here to help me. <laughs> I know. I, I, and the Scooby-Doo one, there, there's some Shaggy in there for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
4: there was also, uh, what's, uh, wasn't it Grace Kelly? <laughs> oh, no. okay, yeah,
6: okay, there's Grace Kelly. Uh, oh, my God. it's bad. Ah, Give it on to something that's important. Yeah, yeah. A rocket raccoon. Hey. Now oh, that's important. Speaking <laughs> that's of rockets, right? Craig?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Rupe my rocket. (laughs) That's wrong. (laughs) Go on.
5: Okay, well, Rocket Raccoon, number one. It starts off with a uh, flashback uh, to three years ago where uh, a snake-eyes-looking spaceman uh, uh, is uh, infiltrating some sort of big uh, rhinoceros-looking spaceship. Breaks into uh, into some uh, cell that's guarded by uh, these two uh, two very very bored guards talking about minutia like some people we know might be doing and um, he uh, gets in there and uh, the, uh, the Prisoner is this uh, space elf princess, and uh, she's obviously impressed by uh, the snake eyes looking guy who reveals himself to be our titular character, Rocky Raccoon. Raccoon.
6: Mm. He does have a really good line. Yes,
5: don't? he does. Uh, never impressed unless they see the tail. Awesome. It, it is quite impressive. Mm-hmm.
1: Smoochy, smoochy,
5: Smooch's time, which gets dropped immediately to the present, where he's taken out, uh, taken out as uh, latest toddy to a uh, wrestling match, which is a nice little uh, spread page, right, with uh, with uh, Groot and uh, some sort of uh, blob monster. I don't think he's anybody important, but. I don't recognize him. But he's a blob monster uh, in the center ring.
1: Yeah, wrestling match.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't know. D- is Groot ever wrestled before, or is that
5: new
2: to
4: this? Groot has a rich uh,
5: outer life okay. when he's not with, it, mm. and when he's not with the uh, uh, Guardians. Mm. I'm
6: gonna say, don't ask questions, Ross. Okay, it's, It just is. I was thinking what it was is. awesome. I've never actually been in a wrestling. I don't game think, Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, Rocket makes it sound like he's done it before, mm. but I don't think we've ever seen it before. It's awesome. <laughs> All
5: right. And uh, all through the uh, rest of the wrestling match part, he's dropping all sorts of little cookies in the crowd. Not anybody from Marvel or anything like that. But right. I notice there's uh, guys in there like Earthworm Jim is in there.
6: Yeah, there's a fair amount but, hidden in there.
5: But if you care about such things, you'll find all sorts of weird little uh, things in there. Looks like uh, they're doing intergalactic, uh, intergalactic no hole bar wrestling. So well,
6: pretty much, yeah.
5: Maybe uh, maybe Ben Grimm will show up later. <laughs> Who knows? <God.
6: laughs> if that part continues, maybe.
5: But uh, but uh, the latest hottie is not uh, is not very impressed and uh, is uh, indicating that she'd like to uh, maybe go somewhere a little more private. But you know, rocket. He's such a bro. He's not gonna have this. He's gonna he's gonna check out this thing, hang out with his buddy Groot and uh, Groot, and give him some uh, luck, you know.
4: to uh, say he's Groot's lucky rabbit. Yeah, foot. Mm-hmm. But not a re- rabbit, but not a rabbit.
6: No.
5: But not a rabbit, of course. Right. Well, he's confident that uh, Groot's gonna win, but uh, it takes a turn for the <laughs> worse here, as his date does. I think she's a jinx oh yeah for sure Mm -hmm. but uh but uh when they get uh, caught on the kiss cam uh all of a sudden uh all of a sudden rockets uh picture shows up on uh, wanted alerts and from then on it turns into a pretty cool uh, little chase uh, chase scene for Mm -hmm. the rest of the book right where he's trying to uh, trying to get away from them and not understanding what he's wanted for because he's a lawful, upstanding rodent <laughs> for, the part, for the most part. the Most part, yeah. He, he knows he's dropped the ball a few times, but he didn't. You know.
6: No, only think he really feels like he was wrong.
5: <laughs> nah, he wasn't wrong on anything.
6: It's pretty funny as while well, he's running from while he's running from the police. He winds up calling Peter Quill, and Peter's like in the middle of a firefight in space. Mm. He's like, uh, so what do, you, what do you need, Rocket? Do you owe somebody money? He's like, well, yeah. I, I, that's not what the problem is right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. It, it Tell him how he's running through a, a drain for sewers, sewer. sewer pipe. sewer pipe. That's a good way of putting it. clean way? Right. Okay. Yeah, well,
5: they're both in... Uh, parallel chase scenes going on having this conversation and it's not any real big deal this happens all the time <laughs> and i kind of thought since i read this one first and it was going to tie into the legendary uh, uh, know, it's legendary so star lord uh, like when i picked that, that one up really it was going to be like
4: done that. yeah all
5: right you got this parallel conversation because not yeah. yet, at any rate. Yeah, maybe high, later.
6: hindsight is 20-20. That, that would have been, been funny. The Star-Lord yeah. story, I don't think, would
4: have been as good for it, but it would have been cool to have the tie-in. Yeah, maybe All if right. he
6: was getting a call right before he gets stopped by the Queen. Or,
1: or if uh, Kitty Pride flashes off and we see Raccoon just flash on real All quick. Right. and then Some, some no sort reason. of,
6: yeah. some sort of
5: uh, message interruption. Yeah. But... <laughs> but But uh, they uh, do a quick uh, computer search for him and they say that he's wanted for murder. And he says, murder? This is crazy talk. I I didn't kill anybody that didn't deserve it. (laughs) It wasn't warranted. (laughs) Only in the service of my duty.
4: Is that when he's having that conversation with with Peter Quill. Peter, he's like, murder? And Peter Quill's like, why do you sound so surprised? <laughs> like, Aren't you murdering someone right now? And he's oh, like, holding okay. someone down. Well, yeah, but that's not the
6: point. <laughs> right, pull on got a cop's face pushed down in the water, or in the <laughs> sewer. But, uh, yeah. Right.
5: Well, uh, it, Actually, for multiple murders. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure all mine are, he mentions, oh, I'm pretty sure all mine are accounted and justified. <laughs> But uh, they uh, give him a uh, give him a picture of uh, the assassin on his uh, on his uh, space phone, and uh, looks an awful lot like our boy Rocket, who
1: supposedly
5: I didn't know this the only one of his kind a unique yeah, species.
1: he mentioned that to the girl that was at the wrestling. Party. Right, right. Before before, be before this issue,
5: know? I didn't realize that he was supposed to be the only one. He's like a Sarnian,
6: but yeah. Shonian? Zarian. Zarian. No. Zarian. Same idea, Zarian. Did he kill
1: the rest of his kind no. so he no. could be the last one? But he no,
6: the last but last he's supposed to be the last one, yeah. He could be. It wouldn't be hard. you just be. have
1: to drive on the road. <laughs> 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 That's
3: not so bad. Rockets, <laughs>
5: Rockets people have a little problem with AIDS. Oh, Asf- God. Man. Asphalt Keep Asphalt instant <laughs> death <laughs> syndrome. God.
6: Oh, hey, that version. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> They really need to get a better acronym. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really, really need
5: it. (laughs) But uh, they recommend he get himself out of the problem by turning himself in.
6: (laughs) Well, I think actually... That's that's, his idea. That's his idea. Mm -hmm. Peter's like, well, if there really is another one of you, maybe you should not get caught that way you can figure it out. And he has this whole moment in the sewer where he's like, (laughs) he's perplexed by the idea there might be more of him than there are now or that he knew existed that the idea there's more of, of his species out there and it like completely bewilders him because he totally stops running mm. and he just sits down like in the, the sewer <laughs> and he just, he, like, like he's thinking about it it's mm-hmm. really pretty it's really a cool little scene he's like I'm just having a hard time dealing with this mm-hmm. pretty yeah it's pretty I don't know it's funny I thought it was funny anyway right. <laughs> yeah he decides that his best option is to uh, I guess turn himself in Tells Peter he needs a favor, if I remember right, yeah, he needs a favor. And Peter's like, Well I'm kinda busy. He's like, Well, I need you to get me a really good lawyer. Uh, which is gonna tell him she hulk probably. Oh man. that would, oh, be, it would be brilliant. If they I did. bet that's what they're gonna do. That'd be cool. That if makes if they sense. Did. <laughs> I yeah, I would like that if they did that actually. But yeah, so he's <sighs> tells me he's a really good lawyer and uh, he decides he has a plan. And off he goes.
5: And so uh, the the cops, uh, the surviving cops, are looking around for him. And uh, sure enough, while they're uh, in the middle of their uh, of their tirade on not finding a Rocket, he turns up, has them dead to rights, and just drops his guns, turns himself in.
6: Which they're all kind of flabbergasted by, right. considering.
5: But uh, they got off easy. And, of course, the, uh, the hottie from before is uh, now steamed. Our date has gone completely awry as he gets uh, <laughs> taken into the paddy wagon rocket. Right.
1: And then we see Evil Rocket in the crowd.
6: And we see Evil Rocket. Maybe Evil Dad? I don't know. I, I'm guessing it may be a clone. I'm not, Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, at one point, we thought it was going to be a female Rocket, but at this point, I get that I don't know. It's hard to
1: tell. Yeah. It's
2: not
5: like Rabid like,
6: Raccoon. I don't think they're going like, <laughs> throw, like Rabid? I like
5: that. <laughs> boobs or whatever on his people or whatever. Well, th-
6: it's wearing. It could be one cloaks. So you can't yeah. tell. All he sees the face. I thought there was another one where it was. Just it's a full body shop, but it mm-hmm. sits in cloak, You can't see. Any so area. I'm, and be.
1: I'm guessing that his girlfriend was sent there to take out Rocket Raccoon. That's
6: what it is.
1: <laughs> because, because we it, see her like talking like to another lady, right?
5: At the end, she's talking to the space elf from the flashback,
1: right?
3: Right.
5: And uh, apper- apparently, she's leading a uh, a squadron of jilted, uh, jilted uh, ex girlfriends, mm-hmm. and probably. The whole thing is a setup because of
1: them. Yeah, and they just want to kill Rocket Raccoon. Right. <laughs> I,
6: I think there are two separate things going on. But, I, yeah, they're definitely the whole green hair girl, the, the other girl for, that was there for the date, she was there to capture him or bring him to them. Mm-hmm. That plan was foiled by this random arrest. Right. So I, I think it's two separate things happening. But, uh, yeah, as far as like, a hit squad out for him, it's all these ex-girlfriends, because the girl that's leading the group is the chick from the very beginning that he rescued in the flashback. Mm-hmm. It's her. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that's leading the entire group of want-to-kill-rock-raccoon ladies. Yeah.
4: On video conference no the West. Right. My prediction, mm-hmm. the hooded raccoon is Rocket from the future. Oh, man. Coming back to, to try to save him from his ex-girlfriends. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs>
6: Who was he killing? Did did they mention who his murder was
1: against?
5: They haven't mentioned who the victims were yet. Okay. They said the
6: the only one that they mentioned. They didn't say mention the multiples, but uh, they whenever he's talking to Quill, um, Quill <coughs> says something about the the guy on Tardin six or whatever, seven or something. whatever the <laughs> thing planet was. Uh, maybe there's some credence to what he said, and we should probably go talk to the purple guy. He's like, we can't do that. And you see the image. That's when you see the image with the full body shot. The guy who told him he'd seen another him is the one that was shot by the raccoon. Right. So the guy who may have known who this raccoon was or where to find this raccoon was killed by said raccoon. <laughs> so that's at least one of the murders. As far as the rest, who knows. Yeah I don't
1: I I hate to disagree with you but I don't think that's the case. Right. I think the
6: ladies are trying to kill him and this guy's trying to set him up for something. Right. Something big. Yeah, I, I, if he really does look the same as Rocket, after the cloak is off or whatever, can you distinguish a raccoon from one? raccoon? That, from I was going to say exactly that. I, in you're him, racist. Can you? You're, that's your
3: speciesist, sir. Speciesist. I don't know. If that's a real word. It's probably a, a little a different alien with a mask.
6: I don't, I don't. know. I think. I think if it winds up being even if even if it is, I mean, if you can't distinguish the two from each other. So my prediction is not time travel, although I love that idea because time travel is what I like. (laughs) What I would say is that these women are going to wind up accosting both rockets, and they pull a uh, rocket saying that it wasn't me, it was the other rocket, and then they kill the other rocket, and then he has a second time to go out with all of them. And maybe we don't really know that he's the real rocket, because that's how people end things. I can see that, too. right? You never know if he's a real clone or not. If he's a clone at all, so, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's very it's pretty interesting. I don't know. It's a fun little book. Like, uh, as far as like setup, I mean, the art style is kind of young, so it's it's got some wild some wild art to it. But like, I don't know. Rocket always looks like he's fun, except for when he's sat in the sewer. They look sad. <laughs> yeah, there's a moment there. Just like, Craig Square Book Go. Oh sure, four
5: it's a nice little chase book
6: right yeah I'm interested to see what they do with the rest of it and what happens with all the rest of the ladies because it sounds like there's a distinction in the ranks for sure and because like at least one of them is like I could have killed him five times by now and so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out but yeah it's definitely a chase like and if they do connect with the She-Hulk that'd be pretty cool I'd, I'd like to see that that'd be pretty awesome because then you get hit on the She-Hulk mm-hmm. it'd be awesome.
3: Mike? I'd give it a three and a half, only because uh, the art style is not really for me, but, you know, it's, it's a fun book, fun story, and right. I, you know, I'm used to the character in Guardians, right. so I'm used to a more serious sure. look to him and a more, you know...
1: Non-cartoony?
3: Right. But, you know, but the story, things it could go somewhere. Sure. Ms. Ross?
4: Well, this wasn't Mike's style, this was like exactly my style of book. Right. Uh, normally, I don't really do Marvel stuff at all, and this book I would get every time. I really, really liked it. I'd give it a four. Sweet.
1: Nice. Curtis. I'm with Mike and against <laughs> Ross. What, what about the art style. Careful. Right. Careful. Um, there was a part in it where uh, Groot gets destroyed, and he picks up a splinter of Groot, so we get to see Groot grow. Right. Hopefully, in this book. I would,
6: yeah, I'd assume so.
1: But... I, it's interesting enough to me to find out where it goes because there's subterfuge going on. Mm-hmm. I well, usually don't like that stuff, but it's space subterfuge, uh, and I want to see. I, I'm I, I can almost guarantee it's going to be She-Hulk. Yeah. So,
5: well, you know, we got to get uh, Groot killed in every story arc. And we got that out of the way, so.
6: That's yeah, a good point. Guardians, Guardians did it, but like eight, nine, yeah. ten issues ago. Mm-hmm. So. Well,
5: every time they have a story arc, they got to kill Groot sorta of kill Groot.
6: Well, he explodes in the splinters. It's I, he's easy to carry. I don't know how as long it's long happened, as he happened got before. the seed,
4: it's alright. I don't know how it's happened before, but it's pretty ridiculous that it's a wrestling match.
6: But. Right. Yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. <laughs> well, ultimately, it was caused by Rocket, too. Yeah, so. had Rocket not gotten into the ring and it distracted Groot in general, because at that point, Groot was actually winning mm-hmm. until he was like, we gotta run, buddy. And the next thing you know, there's all these guns and cops, and then the green sludge thing just uh, obliterated Groot, but up to that point, Groot was doing just fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ultimately it's Rocket's fault that he gets turned into Splinters anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I give it a four. Also, like it, it was really fun. Like I, I, I like both these, both the Peter Quill book and the Rocket Raccoon book a lot for different reasons. Uh, I guess I, I don't know that, that fun art style to it. I just like the way Rocket looks in there. I mean, his he, cartoony is all sin, but man, I. I like the way he looks. I guess
3: you get it both ways.
6: Right. No, exactly, yeah. It's like one side's... Yeah. yeah, then One side's more serious, the other side's more just fun mischief. Anyways, was, both of them are good. And Rocket swears all the time in that book. Granted, it is X'd and sculled out. But
4: well, that's what's kind of funny about it. Is it looks so <laughs> cartoony but he's like...
6: Yeah. <laughs> just murdering people. Right? And...
4: <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. He did yeah. say you want to experience the rocket, I think, once. He did. So there is kind of an
6: innuendo. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, when they were putting him, when they were arresting him, he's like, I know you wanted to experience me, but maybe you'll give him a chance later. <laughs> and i like, oh, Really? And then, he, then, he's, then he's telling the guards, Yeah, what's an in flight movie? Anything with Jennifer Lawrence? Because that's what I like. <laughs> and I'm like, Interesting, because Bradley Cooper's the voice, and the two of them have been in a couple of movies together where it's that way. <laughs> Funny. In my head, it's funny. This is like the Peter thing. It's funny. It
4: reminds me a lot of uh, the Zero issue of Harley Quinn. Mm. When Harley Quinn showed up in
6: the Tiny Titans right. stuff and was like... Uh, right, yeah. All wild. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I can see that. Okay.
3: Planning on seeing the movie, Ross.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Tiny Titans? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guardians of would we go. let's see. My bad. <laughs> August 8th.
6: Is that when it comes out? Oh, it's 8th. Ooh, might be the first. I can't. I remember. don't remember. Come so, quick!
1: Yeah, it's going to be good times. That's what I like.
6: Good stuff. Okay, so uh, let's move on to Superman number thirty-two.
1: Superman.
6: What's what's big news about this book? It's the Wait. first Jeff Johns.
1: The other guy, John Romita Junior. Jr. Jr. <laughs> book.
3: That's Jeff Johns the coming back? First today. John Romita Junior. Work in DC, right? Yeah. Right.
1: It's Klaus ever. Johnson doing that. And
3: yeah. yeah.
6: Yep. Probably. No, he's doing the inks. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's John Amita Jr.'s first printed DC work. Yeah, I'm sure that someone at some point paid him commission to draw whatever. But as far as, like, published work, this is the first time we've had him on an actual, like, regular book. And John's is back to suit, man, so. You know, if you're a Jeff Johns fan, there you go. It's an
4: interesting mix, Yeah. Jeff Johns has done some really good Superman before. Yeah,
6: he did so. some of the action comic stuff, too. He, did he did Aquaman stuff. Didn't that he that do that uh,
4: Brainiac? He did yeah. Brainiac, and he did that when we were talking about our five favorites before, and one of mine was The Last Son.
1: Oh,
3: he, right. did, he did that one, I remember too. that one. Okay. <laughs> Superrick's <laughs> saw been doing pretty good uh, Aquaman, too, for yeah. a while. Yeah, He did a really good Aquaman. We both stop.
4: <laughs> Um, so Superman starts off 25 years ago, three miles below Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, and it starts off basically like Superman's origin, except for with two totally different people running and, and going crazy, and they're talking about the, the energy from the second dimension is leaking in, and it'll destroy the whole planet if we don't cut it off here. And, and the only way... Uh, we can't get out but we're gonna send our son and we're gonna send our son to the fourth dimension right because uh, the fourth dimension has people that kind of look like us and he'll, he'll kind of fit in but he'll have powers because he's so essentially you have Superman but this time from another dimension right or so we see so far. Um, so you start off with them sending the baby to our earth and we skip to the to, to right now and superman is fighting an awesome robotic gorilla which you find out later is titano. Right. Just kind cool of cool cuz it's old school superman giant gorilla that he fights a lot. He did draw a pretty cool monkey. Yeah. Yeah, that pretty pretty sweet. And you have Jimmy Olsen trying to photograph and I love that he's taking a
6: picture by like not even looking and just like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he's like hiding behind some crates. Yeah. Just taking his arm out. Click. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs>
4: You uh, know, taking the pictures, and then you have a meeting with uh, Perry White, and <laughs> he shows him the pictures, and Perry's he's like, "That's not Superman. It's a red and blue blur." On <laughs> like part of a green mess of monkey, maybe. Yeah, he's like, he's he says something like, "I understand Superman won't pose for you, but <laughs> you need you need to get a better picture than...
6: Basis, I'm like, at least more blue than, than red. The picture of Superman's leg. Yeah. He's mm. like,
5: Earth One Jimmy would not stand for this.
6: Well, <laughs> no. Earth, Earth One Jimmy's kind of a jerk. Yep. He's a badass.
3: Right, yeah,
4: that's true. <laughs> and ultimately, you end up with uh, Perry White not paying Jimmy for the picture, but giving him a meal ticket. And it's like, more out of a sympathy thing, I think, (laughs) than like a... Right, Gives him a voucher. You you find out here, too, and I don't know if this is something that's common knowledge, but apparently Jimmy Olsen's parents are like super rich people, and something's going on with them, and Jimmy has access to their money but can't use
3: it. Yeah, I don't know. He can use it if they just disappear. Yeah, I think they mentioned that in another book or something.
6: I'm not sure. I I don't know where that thread comes from. And I don't know if it's a throwback to something else from before or, or what. Because uh, it, this I've heard world of it before. is yeah Something I, weird. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure where.
3: Maybe an action early on, or
6: maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. There's a fair amount of action in there in the middle. I didn't mm-hmm. read, and some Superman I didn't read, mm-hmm. so I don't. I don't know where this thread comes from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far as like setup, basically, the way I understand it is apparently his parents had a crap ton of money, but they were kind of jerks mm-hmm. and didn't necessarily Thank care so much for Jimmy because they, I I guess they hated him maybe, I don't know. But because of whatever's happened to where they disappeared, he, he is all of a sudden wound up with access to their money. But he doesn't want to use it because as soon as they come back, they're going to sue him for every penny he spent. So Perry's like, you're rich, you a rich kid, you don't need to make money. And he's like, well, no, I don't want to get sued. And they actually have like an appearance where he's talking to some lawyer types mm. that are at, wanting him to sign over all the money to, I guess, the corporation the parents ran.
3: Mm. I think. Sounds like a Grant Morrison mess.
6: Uh, mm. um, maybe.
3: I mean, it could be. It could be. Long I, black coat, bald head. I know the guy. Scottish.
6: Yeah, uh, yeah, we know, we know the guy. <laughs> uh, maybe, but yeah, that whole and all Jimmy wants to do is figure out where his parents are because he doesn't hate them. He just. Yeah,
4: he yeah just, they just disappeared. He knows them, they're right? jerks. Yeah. Like so water, yeah.
3: Water off a duck, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you know. And, uh, see, you have him, you have Perry White send Jimmy off, and you see Clark Kent come in, and to me, this wasn't crazy, because I haven't read Superman for a while. Right. But I had to kind of go back and and rethink this, but Clark Kent hasn't been working for the Daily Planet. No, he hasn't. And so, you find out that Perry White wants him back, because they need more good reporters, and things like Lex Luthor saving the world, and bad guys becoming good guys, and... Everything kind of being crazy. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you have kind of like a, a, like, almost fatherly talk with Perry White. He's like, I notice that you try to distance yourself from everyone, and I'm probably not the person you should talk to, but you need to find someone you can talk to. Right.
6: I thought that was interesting there, where he's like, You could ask Lois Lane out a hundred times, and you never did. Mm-hmm. Now that slick, what, well, other reporter guy who sleezed his way into her life. Yeah. Is there now, and he's like, Drop the ball, kick. It's <laughs> pretty much what he's telling him. Yeah,
4: um, and so you kind of see uh, Clark Kent doing his daily stuff on his own, and what all the people that he should be having like some sort of relationship with, what they're doing at the time. So you see Lois Lane at the bar with some girl she works with, I'm not sure right. who it is, and you have that meeting with Jimmy Olsen, and he's kind of going through. He makes dinner, and he's going through his old family photos, and um. He gets a call for help. Uh, really quick, though, when he's making dinner. I love that he's cooking stuff on a stove, but he's using his heat vision to cook All everything. Right.
6: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently he tried to call Batman at some point, and he talks to Alfred for a second, and he tells Alfred, that no, there's no message, Alfred. So, it's like, they're painting this, like, sad, sap, Way for Superman, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like
4: he doesn't have anyone to talk to. Him, so right. He's trying to talk to Superman. I think he. I think he calls uh, Wonder Woman. He calls too. Diana
6: too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's later. Or... I can't. Yeah, I don't remember.
4: Um. But yeah, he goes. Uh, here's a call for help, and he flies, and there's a crazy, like blue, spaceship thing. Yep. And it crashes and. Like a, like a big blue monster basically comes out of it. And right. You'll see it really explain it. Speaking crazy language that he can't read, that he can't understand. Right. And he shoots it with his heat vision and it reflects right back at him. Right. He, apparently it's something that's not happened to him much and he's pretty surprised by it. Um, so you have him fighting something that seems to be somewhat on his level as far as...
6: Yeah, it's at least strong enough to take him down. Yeah. Because it, it punches him a couple of times, and he, he's taking a wall and it looks like.
4: Mm-hmm. And as he's fighting him, uh, and he's getting beat pretty bad, you see crazy blonde-haired person looks like kind of like the dad from the start. Right. Come flying through and, and takes out this, or uh, uh, punches, it, it does a pretty good hit on the Blue monster
6: thing, right? And he he's speaking the same language too. I noticed that. Yeah, it's like the word, like whatever language he's speaking, the blue monster is speaking also, mm. which is weird. Yeah. yeah,
4: and then you have kind of a cool like combo finish with Superman and the other guy punching the. I guess it's a robot, or it looks it looks like
6: a robot to me. But I, I, it's hard to say if it is or not. But yeah, they they basically do the combo attack where soups belly hits him, and the other guy like comes across his jaw, yeah, and they basically just Superman actually gets knocked out, but I'm pretty sure he'd be dead.
4: Yeah, and uh, after after all that, you have Superman talking to the this crazy guy that came out of nowhere. He says thanks with a hand. Um, He says whoever it is looks like he's down for the count. Do you know him? And he's like do you understand me because he probably heard him talking in the crazy language earlier. Right. And the guy's like, "You're speaking English." And Superman's like, "Yeah, you're in you're in Metropolis, America." And the guy's like, "America? No. Uh, this isn't possible." Um, apparently, this this thing said it was going to find its home world and destroy it. Right. To, he tells uh, Superman that, and then he's he's pretty surprised the Earth survived. Uh, the guy says his name. He says his name's. Uh, Ulysses? Ulysses. I think it's Ulysses. Yeah. And he says, I thought I was the last son of Earth. Right. And, but I'm not
6: alone. Well, yeah, and he reaches down and he picks a part of the dirt and, like, crumbles in his hand. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like a Superman story, but not the same as a Superman story.
4: Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, it's definitely another Superman-esque character. Right. But
6: yeah, and you, you see, at some point during the fight with the uh, with the the green or the blue monster, we see a guy who's watching it on a computer screen, which I assumed was inside the ship mm. that crashed.
4: Oh, yeah.
6: And uh, as Superman's fighting him, you see Superman getting walloped, and he's down on the ground, and he's like, that's right, I always taught you to get back up. And he says Superman's
4: totally Superman standing
6: up, and I'm like, well, who the hell is that supposed to be? Because they don't reveal who he is. I mean, you see inside of his face, and he's wearing a crazy cloak. But he's like, that's right, I always taught you to get up, Kent. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? What do you mean, you taught him to get up? Who the hell is this supposed to even be? So that was pretty, that was kind yeah, of a that's catch, crazy. too. But yeah, I just
4: wonder if maybe it's his dad or someone. Which dad? I'm thinking Kent, dad.
6: Man, it, wouldn't it be weird if somehow his... Uh, Pocket was still alive. And this crazy
4: alien thing, it looks like. Yeah. Or maybe it's a separate
6: Pocket from another reality. Maybe. I don't know. It's definitely odd. Like, whatever's going on there is odd. And it seems that he's connected to whatever the great the blue monster was. So, uh, eh. Mm. Crazy? Mm. Uh, Ross, you have go for the book?
4: Yeah, I'd give it a three and a half. Uh,
6: mm-hmm.
4: It seems like a pretty good start to a story. Right. I, I like when you get a good Superman story. Um, this seems to be almost like the Superman reset to me a little bit, because we have him starting to come back to the Daily Planet and he immediately brings up Lois Lane. And
6: Right, that's a uh, good point.
4: So it kinda makes me wonder if this is like them trying to get back to more classic Superman.
6: Maybe? Yeah. Huh. Maybe you just question what's gonna happen with Diana.
4: Yeah. Huh, interesting. Oh, you're wondering. He's taking over Superman Wonder Woman. Right, that's your
6: point.
1: Hmm. Uh, Curtis? I'll give it a two and a half for the monkey. All right. Big gorilla beaten. Drawn very, very well. Everything else. Right. Meh.
4: I will say I'm not a huge fan of the art in general.
6: Okay. Mr. Mike?
3: I'll give it a three because I really would like there to be a good Superman story, I mean currently. Right. And like Curtis said, the monkey's cool. Mm-hmm. Other than that, meh. We don't Same. see so much
1: of the monkey either. No. not near enough.
6: That's uh, He's not in there a Superman, you know, I He's in the back of a bunch of comic books and they show the preview for it, which is awesome. Um,
3: he's, he's a trick to make you. Right. As long as midget hit girl doesn't show up.
6: <sighs> well, think, as long as there's not a bunch of kids, I think we'll be okay. Mm.
5: I thought Midget Hit Girl was a Spider-Man thing.
6: No, 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 it's, it's something totally different. Oh, okay. Great score?
5: <laughs> oh, three, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or Monkeys and uh, the Adventures of Pa Kent in Smallville from Another Dimension.
6: <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, you know, I, I give it a three, two. It was it was a pretty good story. I think it kind of makes me wonder if what they're really doing. Cause it's supposed to be a part, I think. I kind of wonder if, like, this guy they introduced is going to wind up being, like, another version of what Superman could have been. So it's more of uh, exploring different pieces of his psyche, maybe, is what's going on. Until the next issue comes out, I, I can't be sure of that. But the way this guy works, he's basically got Superman's strength. But we don't see him do anything else. And setup-wise, he's basically Superman, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at least for the, the first yeah. five pages... That's basically what it is. The parents are trying to escape, they can't escape. The the plant they're working in is going to be destroyed um, to keep the Earth 2 whatever from expanding. And ultimately, when there's multiple Earths, we usually wind up seeing one of them get eaten by the other. Here's what's weird, is it's not multiple Earths. Oh, right. Correct, not Earths. It's realities. So that's another layer to the DC universe. 52 realities for 52 Earths. Any idea how jacked up that is? <laughs> Talk about well, crisis. Isn't, isn't that
3: multiversity yeah. thing coming out? It is. Yeah.
6: Oh, man. Yeah, it is. That, I don't think this is going to connect to that, though. All the old stuff's coming back
3: like it always does. And who's doing that?
5: Uh, Grant Morris.
3: Yeah, yeah.
6: Oh, you want to get back to the trench. boy <laughs> Yeah,
5: man. You really want him to hex
3: us, don't you? I, no, I like I, I Happy was great. <laughs> right, right. Tired of your happy love. I love that book. That's true. It you got to read it.
1: Was
6: there a happy ending?
3: I, I don't was, know if you'd call it. That. I yeah, guess it's in a not. in a it's, way, it's, it's a, in a way it is.
6: It, it, yeah, I think it ended the only way it could end, but no, it's not a happy ending.
3: Well, <laughs> main character might not be real happy no, about the ending, that's what, but
6: that's, that's the point
3: of happy. The girl, the little girl, was all right.
6: Like I said, happy but not really happy. Right. It's, you know, Anyway, love to hate it. I guess I don't know. It, you didn't read it, did a you? She kind of just come back.
3: Well. No? The, the shut the, little, the hell! The little
1: up. blue unicorn horse
6: thing threw me. Too out. much for you? Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: they don't overdo it, though. Really? No, no, no. I mean,
6: he's in there, but you overdo it. <laughs> it's true.
3: Well, you know what?
6: <laughs> Nobody cares. Um. So, uh, we're going to run. this uh go run the interview with George uh, George's Gentee.
1: George's Gentee. Gente. Hey,
6: oh yeah. And uh, you know, in, enjoy, folks. <laughs>
0: Hi, this is George's Jenton.
2: I'm Rob, Top Five Commons, and this is Mike with Top Five Commons. And uh, and the lovely the lovely Wendy. Wendy. <laughs> also with Top Five Commons. So yeah. Alright. Um I guess the first thing we'd really like to ask is, uh, when did you know that this is what you wanted to do for a living?
0: when did I want to do comics? Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, like, just being in the comic profession, drawing, or writing, or when... I department? think I,
0: I knew when I wanted to when I was, realized I was good at it. Yeah? Um, I had a love for comics my whole life, growing up. And, you know, my mother, obviously, <laughs> mother buys you those books you had at the pharmacy, whatever, and gives them to you, and I just really took to them, and they... I don't know if it was a time in my life when I needed something to really hold on to, or anything, you know, I won't give you some sort of a sociological sense. <laughs> <sad song. laughs> But it just it stuck with me and never left. And nice. when I realized I could draw and I was good at it, it was even better because I thought, wow, I could actually do this
2: for a living. Or I could yeah, okay. And did you have a particular story that you followed, like characters that you were actually really oh, interested in? Yeah, I was
0: mad with the Fantastic Four. and oh, okay. I loved yeah. the thing when I was a kid. <laughs> the thing was the cool, and it's funny because he's probably the simplest of the archetypal characters. He's just big and strong. Yeah. That's all he he doesn't do anything else but break stuff. But yeah, as a kid I was like, man, this guy is so cool and, and again you could get into the psychology of it all. Yeah. Well maybe you needed somebody to protect you. And uh, you know you could argue the, the point at, at at nausea. But that was that was a guy and I loved the Fantastic Four. So excellent.
2: Wow that was actually really, really cool. <laughs> uh, when when you started like realizing that you were that you were good at it Did you like immediately go okay? I'm just gonna make my own characters and start my own world, or did you start like drawing other people's
0: characters first? I did. I was lucky enough to find a friend who was as rabid as I in like eighth or eighth or ninth grade, and we would make up. You know, we would. As a kid, I guess I was narcissistic because I would make myself a superhero, and I would make him as a superhero. He was always reluctant, but oh, I think were they were the dumbest characters. I don't know why I created somebody called Goatron, and he was a guy who had a uh, horns like a goat that could shoot. It's out of purely an adolescence frame of mind for sure, and it was just something I loved. Then growing up, I loved the you know loved the Marvel and DC characters a whole lot more. So I was always like, oh, Daredevil is cool, or I could draw Batman, that would be cool. So it was always just something else. and uh, Consequently, never got back to that Gochan character. Well, you never know. Yeah, the strike while the iron is hot. <laughs> That'll be like the Good children's book.
5: It, it, could. <laughs> it could, be awesome. It's all the same
0: with this well, say, I, I don't like I don't know why, it was that guy, or why I chose that name.
2: That was like that. That was the. Right, I don't need a so. for you. Oh, it's okay. This, this is the good side. This is just for. Really, this is so I can remember what happened on this side. Which is always good <laughs> now. After out. a few drinks, yeah. Well, sure, why not? <laughs> but you've done the work on a lot of different brands and a bunch of different companies. Yeah. I, is there a particular company that you like working for better, or worse, or...? I would never say that publicly. Oh, of course. I'm, no. I, let, let's turn it this way instead. Is there a, a company
0: that you liked working with better? I, all of them, really. I worked for all the majors, Marvel, DC, Dark Horse. Um, all the majors were uh, treated me fine. Yeah. I, I'm sure some people would give you another story, but my, my thing about this is I came up through the independence. I came up through the, the small, really, and then got bigger and bigger and bigger. So. I really do feel like I, I earned my position at Marvel or DC once it happened because it didn't happen until maybe seven or eight years of really trying. Yeah. So once I got there, I didn't feel I felt lucky of course, yes, but I really did feel like I earned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was something I worked for, but in my years. You know, it's like working at a job and you got a promotion every year and you're like, Yes, I should be manager because I really came in through the mail room and worked my way up. That's exactly what I did. Excellent,
2: yeah. Okay. Did you have
0: a hard time getting started? Yeah, there were like three or four times I thought I was breaking in and then nothing happened. Breaking in and then nothing happened because all these small companies were going out of business. Yeah. So you know, as soon as I thought, oh, cool, now I'm established, they would go out of business. And I worked for Valiant, uh, Defiant, uh, Techno Comics, you know, small little companies that aren't pulled down and still around. Well, other. Little companies that are no longer consistent caliber press london night studios uh... it's been a, a wide and long path <laughs> that i've taken
2: well excellent you seem to be doing really well with Dark Horse. yeah
0: yeah no i lucked out uh... joss sweeten saw my work he's a big comic fan saw my work and when they started to do buffy again they said let's find this guy see if he's interested and get him to work Oh, wow, that's and awesome seven years later yeah I'm grateful for him <laughs> Does, does he have a lot of a contact with you about... In the beginning, when we did Season 8, yeah, because he was all like, Oh man, it's been so long since I've written any Buffy. I'm so excited about all this. And he was so excited through the whole season, and into Season 9. But then, you know, a little thing called the Avengers came along, and kind of took his attention away. And now, he's like, in starting to the whole Marvel line. Yeah, pretty much. So, I don't... You know, I I don't know where his attention is so much. I'm sure he still loves Firefly and Buffy and all that, but yeah, I don't think he'll be paying personal attention as much. So,
2: well, some people are really hands-on, and then some people are really hands-on. Well, no,
0: he does. Some the people underneath or beside him or however you want to say it are very good people. So, if he has to pass the ball off to somebody, the people he has passed it to are are definitely good hands people.
2: And, of course, you're working on Serenity
0: right now. Yeah, well, I finished it, but it's coming out now, yes. I'm actually working on uh, Future Zen for DC. Oh, uh, yeah. Doing that 52 book. Okay. So I'm, every few issues, wherever I can fit in, because it comes out every week. That's right. As soon as I finish, they're like, all right, we'll send you whatever script's available. They've got about five or six artists involved. Okay. So, of which i am one.
2: Yeah. That's fantastic. And that's uh, for right now, so I don't know how long it'll last, but that's what I'm doing now. Oh, wow. I'm well, that would be fun to hear. Yeah, yeah oh, I love it. it. Yeah, uh, well, actually, that kind of leads into another one. I, I was wondering if you had the ability to do any character that you wanted to, who, who would you really like to do? I get asked that question so often. <laughs> I never have an answer. You'd think I'd have an answer. But you know what? It's
0: surprising. Because you know, you know? I, I love all of it. I love all the Marvel stuff. I grew up with the Marvel stuff. Um, I mean, I guess I'd want to do stuff that I really love, uh, but. In doing so I'd be intimidated because I don't think I could do it any better than when I really loved it. Okay. And you know, I loved Frank Miller's Daredevil. Oh my god, I mean, you couldn't have told me this book wasn't a revolution. And to think that one day I could actually draw a Daredevil, oh my god, you know, that kind of okay. thing So, so if that gave you Fantastic Four. Now see that's that's a different thing because Fantastic Four, in my opinion, hasn't really been written well in a lot of years. So I wouldn't want to come on and do something that I thought was subpar. It would really I've always felt this is me personal I'm not knocking any writers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've always felt with a book like Fantastic Four, you should be you should have a subscription to uh, American Scientific. This is something where Fantastic Four was always on the fringe of technology. There's always that whatever is around the corner the Fantastic Four were a part of because Reed Richards is such a smart guy. Yeah. And to me, that's where the book really is a success. Yes. Obviously, it's a family book and you have the dynamics, but that was a really hard book as I grew older and understood uh, Fantastic Four. I think it's a really hard book to write, so I don't know that I'd want to draw it unless, of course, this story is like phenomenal. So yeah. That's my little rift on that. Well, I can see
2: that. I can see what that would be. Right. Um, if you were trapped on a desert island, what are the five things you bring? You have electricity on this island. Uh, I'm thinking no, no electricity. Well, then, so I have to bring survival stuff, right? That would be a good.
0: Thing. I mean, because everybody always asks that, but they always say, you know, what are the, you know, what are the top three CDs you would want to bring on a desert island? I was going, how are you going to play these CDs if you don't got nothing? It's true. Um. Well, I. I mean, I. I think the question becomes a little too serious when you say, no, you don't have to pay. One of those lunch. items be a gas generator. Could be a generator. Then again, why put me on this island if you're going to make me survive? I'll just stay in the city. Um, I'm supposed to, well, I'd probably bring the Bible and uh, stuff to read for sure. Uh, stuff to survive. I, uh, I'm a big fan of brushing my teeth, so I bring a lot of toothpaste. And. Uh, you know, if I could bring a couple of paintings, that would be nice to sort of decorate the island. You know, yeah, yeah. That's true. You never know. It might be more inviting than who knows. it might who get knows? picked up faster. <laughs> so maybe I'll have Hugh Hefner move his mansion on the island. Yes. I'll be set. Maybe set anyways, yeah. I'll be okay. Done. Okay. You won't hear from me again. All right. <laughs> I do have a
3: question. Certainly, go ahead. <laughs> do you have any plans to uh your own independent work? I get asked
0: that a lot, and everybody seems to ask that question now that it's so popular to do your own stuff. Um, I'm sure I do, and I've got little things here and there that, if ever I do, but I i know I'm strange, and maybe I'm, I'm alone in this, but I like all these other characters. I like Batman. I like Spider Man. I like playing in this sandbox. Admittedly, not my sandbox, but it's something I like to piddle to around in, so I'm not really in a rush to do my own stuff. And it's funny, I was just talking to Zach Howard and they were doing something with um, his book. I'm like, yeah, I should be doing that. You know, I should get an IP of my character and make the movies and do all that stuff, but i just I don't know, I guess I'm not in a rush to go there.
2: You know what I, I, I actually understand that like, quite a bit. I know there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, why would you want to work on somebody who's been around all these years? But that's half yeah. well, the reason. That's the fun, yeah. How, how can there's nothing that can endure fifty years, mm-hmm. and yet Spider-Man, Captain America. Yeah, you can tell Batman's Batman. not cool. You got the
0: opportunity to work on Batman. something Well, then people are saying, "Well, I'll create my own Batman, but, but it won't be Batman. No. You can
2: do something else." And that's always the trick, anyways. If you're trying to create somebody else's character, anyhow, it never comes out as it is.
0: Definitely.
2: And of course, you know, you, you also have. 50, 60 years of yeah, oh history, they Yeah, have to live up to so. Well,
0: in Batman's case now, 75. Yeah,
2: that's true. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you were in a fantasy world, would you ride a chocolate pony? Ride a chocolate pony? That's correct. If it were white chocolate, yeah. All right. It was a white chocolate pony. Sure,
0: because then I'd eat it.
2: <laughs> I'd my food. it would be sticky, it's
0: but right. I got my food. Right, and then you would eat it afterwards. It, be awesome. That's a good Oh God, we got through it. i Are you fine with it? Should we do it again? You're good. we do the whole thing. I don't like it. The lighting was off.
5: Also, look forward to Humberto Ramos,
2: and also the world famous Ryan Otley.
6: and Dan Scandal. Scandals, scandals.
4: I, can't, I don't know how to say his name.
6: Shicari, Shicari, Dan Dan That's
4: right. So you had to put some English on on the end of the Shicari. That's what I. That's what I was told. All right. And
6: Mr. Jake Parker with Lila, De Luka, Lila De Luca. Del Deluca. Lila Deluca. Also featuring Del Duca. Del what?
3: Del Duca. Del
6: Duca. Lila Del Duca. Also featuring Eric Tyler. So and like again, like that was the interview with George was really cool, and he's like like we were saying earlier, he's a real class act. Right in the middle of the convention center. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, He was really cool.
6: Right. Yeah. Really, really cool cat. Like, pretty interesting stuff to say, and like I don't know, just in general, he's just really genuine. Like I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what I got from him. him. Straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. He looks like a pimp. He does. Right.
3: Yeah. He does. He does. Him
6: and Dexter Vines. (laughs) <laughs> they look like pimps, <laughs> right? It's good stuff. That's good. You know, yeah, hey, it's a good thing. It's not a yeah, not, not not a bad.
3: Thing. It ain't easy. I don't think he really ever could do that. He's a kind of a religious man, but
6: well, but, but, oh, but he looks like a pimp, right? He is straight up. Yeah, He's, yeah,
3: he was super cool,
6: right? Um, so we want to give some books to watch. Uh, to look out for him. books to watch. Cur's go
1: Justice Inc. Okay. Again with the Shadow, Dot Savage and uh, The Avenger. Right. Uh, keep keep on keep reading Invincible. That is one of the best superhero books on the stands. I need I need to check that out. It's it's getting crazy this last issue. That's yeah, it's true. I mean There's
6: a, there's a lot happening in the last There's two a issues. lot of homes
1: broken in this issue. Yeah. Keep it up. Ryan Otley's a man. He's totally cool. Um, Batman Superman? Or that's a movie, Batman and Robin, <laughs> with Pat Gleason. Right. I wasn't here last week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna
4: pimp up those guys. Right on. So, Mr. Ross, I would agree with the Batman and Robin. Uh, it's gonna continue to be really really cool and cool. Um, I really really like this rocker Raccoon that we had this time. So right. going to say keep checking that out. Legendary cool. Star Lord. Yeah. Can you see the sunshine, Band. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, uh, come on.
4: <laughs> that The Johnny Bravo one-shot. All right. Super Secret Vice Mighty W. I
1: I, 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 do, I do want that one. Yeah. All right.
3: Mike? So far, Future's End's been uh, pretty weird. Right. But I'm going to keep checking that out for a bit. Right. Uh, that Legendary Star-Lord's pretty cool. Enormous, uh, (laughs) right, yeah,
6: right on. Um, I would give you guys low, which is going to start, I want to say, end of August. It should be pretty good beginning of August, I believe. Is the beginning, I think.
3: You're checking that out. I'm gonna have to now that you
1: mentioned it on live air. That's what I do, yeah.
3: So we have you on on tape committing to it, yes.
6: All right. Um, I'm also interested in, in Grayson. I know I'm a little disappointed that they didn't do a 31 issues of Nightwing, but I, I like the Grayson, so I want to want to see that book. I think it'll be cool. And they've got um, gosh, there's another one I, what, I don't remember what it was. What Wayward? Wayward, yes. I really do want to check out Wayward. I, maybe the high school girl I mean that wants to see more Buffy the Vampire Slayer but it, that's what I want to yeah
1: also spread from Justin Jordan is coming out oh
6: right yeah wayward.
1: I think that's going to be crazy what is wayward it's a supernatural what,
6: it's a su- supernatural vampire hunter type in in uh, Japan image
3: oh okay
6: image comics <laughs> there's in last month's catalog many yeah.
3: a many or an ongoing
6: so far ongoing so far ongoing we'll see huh. it, it's,
1: it's Jim Zub and the art's fantastic right it? it looks great so. Because that was a good
4: writer. So. Two more I thought of really quick.
1: <laughs> they were <wrong>. so.
4: <laughs> That uh, Sabrina book that'll be coming oh, out right. in October. Right. yeah, Afterlife with Archie was really, really good. And right. I, I hey, hate that saying it almost. almost? Mm-hmm. It ended its first.
6: Its first run. arc's over. Yeah. Sabrina's kind of a second run, sort of. Are they going in arcs? I, I'm or not really sure. But it seems more like miniseries. Yeah.
1: Because I know that it's a big fad now to do an arc and then wait a month and then do another right. arc, so...
4: I just want to end this as the end of book one. Okay. So I'm assuming there'll probably be more. And I think the Sabrina will probably just be like a tie-off. A side book to it. But uh, the start of Afterlife with Archie with Sabrina in it and tying kind of the witchcraft stuff to it is really cool. So, right. Uh, that one and then there's supposed to be Bat manga coming out.
6: Oh, yeah, we were talking about that.
4: Before. Which... Apparently it's going to be digital, but eventually it'll all be released in a trade.
6: In the print, yeah.
4: And this is like old school 70s when they got permission to make Batman in Japan. And it, surprisingly enough, it even ties into some of our, our more current Batman stuff. Uh, that's where Lord Deathman comes from. Hmm. That's so, not surprising. Yeah, so it'll be cool to kind of see what their take on him was like. And right. I imagine it'll be somewhat like Adam West Batman, but in Japan. That's
6: that's my assumption as <laughs> of right now. So it might be awesome. Yeah. It'll so have a scarf, which is all okay too, I guess. Well, this one wasn't. Oh right, this one's just that's regular the one. Batman in okay. Japan, not but, the Batman out of Japan. Not the Batman out of Japan. So I was confused. <laughs> Craig, well, um, recently it came to uh,
5: my attention that there's a uh, Kickstarter going on. It's uh, been funded. And although the email we got was uh, not very interesting, other people's reviews about it made it sound way, way cooler. Right. It's called uh, Pariah, Missouri. Yep. And uh, other people's reviews call it A-Team meets Buffy meets Deadwood.
3: That sounds really cool. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, huh? they're,
6: they're Kickstarter it has some interesting stuff on it, too, but that's the other reviews that helped. I mean, yeah, the, the reviews have been written for it after the fact. It's coming out as a first volume, so they, the individual issues have been collected into like a... Like a graphic novel. Yeah, you know? I want to say it's like... So it's already it's, been it's,
3: fun that it's over and all that. The Kickstarter but.
6: part is, yes, but it's coming out in regular release through Diamond. And I want to say they're 16 bucks, and I think it's the... Uh, right. I want to say whatever the first volume entails is what it is. Yeah, and even the art's pretty good. Like the couple
5: samples that were out there, pretty good. Huh. Right. It's uh. Sounds cool. The art is uh, pretty European based, if you know what I'm talking about. The kind of realistic, kind of, kind of, you know, stylized, um, watercolor Mm -hmm. type, uh, type coloring. Spanish. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The uh, author is uh, Hiram or no that's the main character, the main character is Hiram, but uh, the writer is Andre Salazar and uh, the artist uh, artist is uh, based uh, in Mexico too so
6: uh, I missed it. I don't remember what the name was, it's been a while since I got that email
1: This one, I got one that's for Ross Okay. So Jose
5: Pescador is the artist on Pescador, that. one. Okay. And I ha- I uh, tried to look him up and see if he's done anything else. I haven't seen any other comic books he's done, but I guess he's a, a fine artist, uh, a fine artist in Mexico. We and this is his first comic.
1: So there's it was brought to my attention somehow, but there is a digital comic that's actually in print that you can buy from the writer. I'm not sure who it is. It's called Doberman, the Canine Crusader. Oh yeah, and uh, the cover is like a classic Batman cover. Right. So that's awesome. It looks cool.
6: Doberman,
4: the Canine Crusader. It sounds pretty sweet.
1: I, I'm and I'm interested too.
6: Right. So. Well, the name alone. Yeah. Right.
1: I got. I, I think I got the link from uh, the writer of the new stray book that was on Kickstarter. Oh
6: yeah.
1: Uh, Vito Del yeah Yeah. Uh, he g- he gave me the link to
6: it. Cool. So. Yeah, I think it was a cool guy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. I think that's it, guys. Yeah. Tiki.
3: Tiki.
1: Tiki. No. Sorry, guys. Have a you haven't broken season. down over a year? Well, one of
3: these days I might surprise you. Tiki. I doubt it.
1: Tiki. I doubt it, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wakasa, Wakasa, Tananda. Ding ding ding.
4: Wakasa, Wakasa, Tananda.